through. 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I am, uh, I'm having a weird, weird start to this morning. Get I it together, Stansberry. Just walked through the door just now. Now, look, I've been in the building for a little while, but yeah. I... Uh, for some reason, when the show's over every day, I have to take my headphones out of the studio and then take them to another location to do the podcast. Now, you don't care about that, but it's something that has to be done. So a lot of times in the morning, I'll forget to swing by the other room, and the show's getting ready to start, I'm like, oh, I don't have my headphones. Now, those pretty vital to doing a decent uh, radio broadcast. Now, we hope to land near a decent radio broadcast Get sometime close. during the run of the program, uh, but I think having all the equipment... Would definitely uh, lend itself to being uh, beneficial. So I now have them ready oh, to go. Wow. How are you this morning, Phantom? There you go. There you go. I've got my headphones on. It's always one of the things I hate about movies with radio in it is when people don't have headphones on. And I'm like, how are you doing a radio show without headphones? Well, can't, you can't do it with an that. IFB. It would just that that would make me crazy. Yeah, duh. you gotta you gotta plug it in. I think Joe Dirt, Dennis Leary wasn't, or what was it? Yeah, it was Dennis yeah. Miller in it. He Dennis Miller. Yeah, he, did, he didn't have headphones. And I'm like, Dennis Miller, you gotta have headphones, idiot. Yeah, you, you gotta have those. I always get pissed off about that. Is that so, right? Yeah, so I'm glad you've got yours, I guess. Is You're the gonna, point to be made there. You know what? They were pretty good about that in Pirate Radio. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is probably my all-time favorite radio movie. It's all, up there. It's all, well, Good Morning Vietnam, I guess. I mean, I wore a VHS tape of that movie out. And now I, we get into a weird thing because almost any movie that has radio involved, I'm like, oh, dude, it's a radio movie. It's totally what it is. Um, yeah, but, but Pirate Radio was a radio was movie. was a radio movie. Good Morning Vietnam... Was I mean was if, if I mean it was about the Vietnam War obviously but I mean it, it was about his service in it which was that's what he did was, yeah yeah so I guess that's in a, you know I mean it's radio ish part. um private parts obviously always is going to have to be in the conversation of greatest radio movies uh, yeah I mean uh, yeah I, I mean I mean dude I worked for Pig Vomit so yeah I, I will always hold that a little special and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Don Cheadle in uh, Talk to Me yeah I love that movie. really good yeah I love that really movie. good radio movie I love there, so. that movie. I like most of what Don Cheadle does, which, by the way, yeah. I know you'll probably really like this. Um, he did the, um, oh my God, I can't remember the guy's last name now. Miles uh, movie. He did the, uh, what's it? Miles Davis. Miles Davis. There you go. He did the Miles Davis movie called Miles Ahead, and it was really good. I believe it. Don yeah, Cheadle no, Don Cheadle's the man, dude. Like, I, I actually really like Don Cheadle a lot. I loved his show on Showtime, House of Lies. I love that show. Uh, yeah, he's really good. Uh, Talk to me was a really good radio yeah. movie. Yeah, it was a good radio movie. I always, uh, I always, I always try to lump the Warriors in because I'm like, no, look how much they're using radio, and it's like, no, uh, that one's, but it's not a radio movie. I mean, she, dude, she guided the street toughs. Yeah, she did. She did. The she boffers, moved around. the boffers across the city. She moved. She moved the street toughs around the town. Joe Walsh played at the end. It was awesome. Um, have you ever seen FM? Uh, it's like 1978. That? I mean, it's old, uh, old, old. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back. Yeah, go watch and FM. Go back and check it out. That's uh, now. Are you a WKRP fan? Yes, of course, of course. That's yeah. a great television yeah. show. Yeah, when uh, when when Hulu first became a thing, and I was uh, I was working in radio, and they had WKRP. I was like, oh, dude, this is what I'm doing with my life. Watch WKRP working in radio. You know, and maybe I'll start that again. Yeah, I don't know if it's still streaming anywhere, but I'm sure it is. Oh yeah, yeah. it's got to be somewhere. And you, besides, you've got that illegal, uh, that illegal. Uh, that illegal. Damn right. Uh, that's how I watch the Miles Ahead movie. Right. That's how you're watching everything. That's how I'm watching days. everything. How is that going, by the way? Having the jailbroken fire. It's stick. awesome. Good. If, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's fantastic. Now, I have not canceled my cable. Okay. Okay. I still like 
being able to turn on the TV knowing it's right there, right. crystal clear just in case. Because it is a streaming thing that you're dealing with over there, and sometimes quality's not up to snuff, and then sometimes it's like they don't have a stream of it or this and that, and I like convenience. But the thing cost me 80 bucks from a buddy of mine, and yeah, I've watched about 300 movies, and uh, I, I've watched a bunch of television shows. Like I'm now, I just finished watching another show that I've oh, that I've already seen like a thousand times called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. But it's I loved it, and it was only a year on NBC, and then they yanked it. it was an Aaron Sorkin show, and I look just like anything Aaron does. And um, <clears throat> so I just finished that again. But I, you know, but see now that they pulled from like a YouTube stream, so it looks okay, not great. Right. But some of the movies, I mean, are yeah. Perfect. Well, I mean, if you're spending 80 bucks one-time fee on it, and it's like... Yeah. He guarantees them for three months, is what it is. He's a, you know, And then he goes, anything outside of three months, he's like, it's technology, you know, whatever. He's like, I kind of feel like for the price, it's like, you know, I mean, you want to come back after three months and, and do it again? And I probably would. I, I mean, I honestly would. I, I do use it enough to where I probably would do that again, but it's not. I can't lean on it enough to get rid of my cable. So you'd re up with the guy for sure. There you go. Dude. That's how drugs work. Yeah, that's how drugs work. They get the hooks in you. Man, it's good. I like it. This and is good. I'm getting used to this. I need, <laughs> I it, need it. I'm I'm relying on it every day. I want more of it. That's absolutely well, there you true. Go. There that's you go. how. That's how. And you know, entertainment are you know is like drugs. That's exactly how drugs work. I uh, speaking of entertainment and drugs, I made a very Here we go. no. <laughs> I made a very bold hot take on the program about the video game industry. Oh yeah, I think last week. Yeah, turns out I might not have been right about that. Really? Yeah, I might not have been right about that. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into that around nine forty five this morning. Uh, we're gonna do it a little late because I'm not sure all of you care, but I, uh, but I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I, I have data here. I have a Game Informer magazine that, that and I have data okay. that proves me wrong. And I always do this really good job of coming in here and going, "I'm right. Look at this. I called it. I did this." And now it's like, so when I'm wrong, I feel like you got to take the magnifying glass, go over it, so you still have the credibility next time you want to victory lap it. Yeah, it's true. I like victory lapping it. I like doing that a lot. I like doing that a lot. Right. You got to eat a little humble pie <laughs> if you're gonna take victory laps. That's that a, is true. If you're going to dab, then you got to do the press conference when you lose. That's that's you know I'm not going to be Odell Beckham. I'm not going to be Cam Newton. You know I'm 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 not going to do that. So we have some stuff to give you. iHeart trips out to uh, Los Angeles. We'll do that at at nine o'clock for the iHeart Radio Music Awards. Then we have uh, WWE tickets and uh, Green Day tickets. Correct. We also have tickets to go check out the Stark County uh, motorcycle swap meet. Motorcycle swap meet. And I I forgot to give those away yesterday. And uh, my boss was up in my A about it. We uh, we were in his office, and I busted his balls about something, you know, very, you know, that uh, didn't matter. You know, I was just kind of busting his balls. He's like, really? He's like, until you can give away every prize that's in that system, you don't get to talk trash to me in my own office or whatever the hell it was. And, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was none too happy about the fact that we didn't give away those motorcycle swap meet uh, tickets. We got to make sure we do that. Today. Well, we're going to do it next. Okay. I mean, I do have the short-term memory loss. We, it's been well documented <laughs> on the program. I'm not willing to let it. Uh, I, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to gamble it. So, motorcycle swap meet tickets uh, for it's this weekend, right? This weekend, Star County Fairgrounds. You'll get hooked up with those next on Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Northern Ohio Buick Dealers on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We have a, uh, I believe it's a four-pack of tickets yep. for the Miller Lite motor, uh, Motorcycle Swap Meet this weekend, Stark County Fairgrounds. And uh, I was in a little bit of hot water with the uh, with the management yesterday for forgetting to pass those out. So we'll do that here just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Uh, 
you know, we were discussing before the break our favorite movies that surround radio. And Phantom does. You have like a love of uh, all movies that have this, you know, in it because, you know, this is your chosen career path and yeah. you kind of, I don't know, you kind of hold it special. Just always identify with them. I'm always like, oh, yeah, I know about that. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, some of our favorites, you know, Pirate Radio, uh, which was great, and, um, you know, Private Parts and the like. And then you said during the break, what about Airheads? And that's, you know, technically, yes, that's a radio movie. They break into the oh, Riff. Is. You know, they break into the Riff, which is a great radio station out of Detroit. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'd have to go there. Now, uh, now Twitter's telling me Psycho 4. Apparently, the beginning of that movie is based around a radio talk show. And I don't, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. So I don't know that one. I don't personally. Hey, I, I don't personally have a connection to that one. I don't think I've ever seen that. But I'll tell you the one we forgot. Now it's a little older. Maybe you've never seen this because it is. It's a little older. 1988. But talk radio was a great movie. Uh, Alec Baldwin was in that. John C. McGinley. Eric Bogosian, I think, is how you say the guy's last name, who was like the main character. But he was like a Howard Sternish type dude, really rude in the middle of the night, smoking cigarettes, drinking in the studio, Man. telling women they were fat. Sounds awesome. And yeah, no, it was awesome. Back Jeez. when you know, back when you could be when that was what. Because again, I, and I've said it a million times, even when I got into this industry, you were supposed to piss people off. That was the job. It was like make them all mad, make them all dude offend the hell out of them. That was like the target. Now it's like don't do it because they need to go to target <laughs> and so like we you know the jobs changed or whatever but like you know so he was like really wild and offensive and all this stuff and i think and i'm pretty sure if i remember the movie i haven't seen it in a long time now but if, if i remember correctly at the end they shoot him like he like he dies for some of his views geez that's terrible yeah a little, little uh maybe maybe a little warning shot foreshadowing there, there i think uh i think <laughs> well, I, I would hope not um and i you know i guess this is a a movie kind of about a podcast which isn't real radio in case you're listening mo that's not real radio wow. uh but that oh, shots across the bow uh that new kevin smith movie newer Kevin Smith movie Tusk with Justin Long. I haven't seen that. Uh, dude, it's weird. I've watched it. It's it's this weird ass horror movie, kind of about a walrus. But their podcast, their very famous podcast, very big podcast, plays a horror huge part movie walrus. Yeah, and good and good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least. I don't know if you're gonna watch it and be like, dude, that was a great movie, but it's it's worth it was worth the hour and a half of time to me. Okay, all right. All right, most of the time you steer me right in in these avenues. It's weird. Man in the High Castle was pretty good. You were you you were you were on me on that one. You were there, and that was pretty good there. Pump up the volume. Another great radio movie. Pat Brown says. And uh, was that Christian Slater? Right. That's who that was into that one. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'll give you that one. That one was pretty good. That That one was pretty good. You're probably never going to see another radio movie made now ever again, right? Unless it's like a going back and reflecting, mo- like, uh, like on somebody great. Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a period piece maybe. Like, I don't see the I, I, like even ten years from now, I don't think you see the Elvis Duran story. Like, I just <laughs> I don't see it. I'm a little bit surprised. Um, maybe, Bobby Bone story, maybe. Well, if they do the Ryan Seacrest story, but that's not going to necessarily just be about him doing radio. That's going to be about him being the media personality bigger than right. radio. Yeah. Um, I am a little surprise it just seems to me such an easy reality show if you had like a fully functional good radio station with real personalities and like you know what i mean and like everyone was in the same building all the time i feel like it'd be a really easy reality show that one that when i worked in fresno they were trying to make it there is a real i forget the name of it now but there was a netflix had a reality show based around a radio station It was like british but it was very but it no it was snarky and funny in all the right ways like it was like it was pretty like how their version of the office was still pretty good 
good. Right. This was pretty good. Do an Americanized this, version. This will show you. Um, this will show you the range of the audience. Because now Art uh, tweets and says, "Play Misty for me with Clint Eastwood." Oh, okay, okay, I uh, remember that. I don't. I'd be lying if I said I remembered that. I know it's a movie. I know, it's a movie. I yeah, know yeah, Clint yeah, yeah, Eastwood yeah. was in it. I I don't think I've ever seen that movie. And like 1971, right there. Jeez, that's five years before I was born, dude. 1971. God, that's old, man. There we go. We got, we got an afternoon project. Go back and watch some of the, is that, the classic dude, radio hits. That's the that's the kind of radio show this is. Y'all got homework. Uh, there's no Casey Kasem movie. I'm surprised about that. That seems like it is somewhere along the I line. I bet they did it and didn't call him Casey Kasem and just kind of like ripped off the idea somewhere surprised. along the line. I'm I could see that. That was probably like an MOW. Like the Casey Kasem story is like an MOW <laughs> for sure. Movie of the week there. Yeah, I could, I, I could maybe see that. There'll be more of these, dude. We'll, we'll you know, we'll get into it a little later in the program. I, I do want to talk about this because I'm surprised that, that that not everybody knows this. But I guess I, I shouldn't be shocked. You know, college kids are dumb. Yeah, they are. College kids are just dumb, or, or, or they're at least capable of making some really dumb decisions. Dude, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Seventeen to twenty-two, there are some dumb decisions to be made in those in those years. So yeah, college kids are dumb. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. And we have a story here out of Oklahoma state that proves it. And I can't believe that in now what is 2017 that people don't know. And I racked my brain when I read this yesterday and I racked my brain trying to figure out, I was like, well, maybe what's the one good reason to do it? There is, and there isn't one. I spent all night on this last night. There is no Wait, America, I want you to hear me right now. There is no good reason ever to be in blackface, ever. It's never going to be witty. It's never going to be funny. It's never going to come off the way. It's never going to play the way you want it to. And if it does, I think you need to change the group of friends you're hanging out with personally. All right? You are now about to witness the strength (laughs) Stay away from blackface. Just do it. Just stay away from it. I, I just think you're you're begging to be fired. You're begging to lose friends. You're begging to lose respect of the, the people who live near you. Just stay away from it. But these are college kids, and this stuff's going to happen. But what had happened here is I think it's four white girls are standing in front of an Oklahoma State University banner, OSU banner. Okay. Right? Two of them are in blackface. Okay. And then the caption reads, and I this isn't me laughing because this isn't funny. It's just, I'm uncomfortable, and so sometimes that's the only thing that happens. But the caption reads underneath the photo, celebrating our first MLK day off of school. Now, I have, as a young man, their age, pushed the envelope racially and joke-telling. In humor, in humor, you have to, to find out where your lines are. To say that I haven't would be a lie. To say that I haven't done that throughout my my career as a professional broadcaster would be a lie. Okay? So I understand how you can maybe get there. But in today's day and age, as a guy who will still say things that for some people are going to be on the line, you can bet your ass that what will never happen is that I will come into this radio studio for a bit and Facebook Live it because my boss loves those and ever ever, ever, ever be in blackface. That would never happen. A, because I don't really think it's all that funny, first and foremost. And B, I like getting paid. (laughs) 
and I understand that that is the end of me being paid to do maybe anything ever again. Well, I mean, certainly consequences come with your decision. For sure they do. And and, and rightfully so. That's kind of how the world needs to work. Um, And this really does go to show if you think that your kids are well-adjusted and they know everything and they have common sense on their side, no, they don't. Sometimes you have to have conversations of like, listen, here's why things aren't acceptable to do. Here's why, you know, you can't do this or this or this or this. And you kind of do have to make things perfectly clear to them. You think, oh, well, they're 17, they're 18 years old. They've lived long enough to know and they're going to make good decisions and and obviously no they're not. This is one of those things where it's like this is why your parents why as you're like grabbing your keys or your hoodie to walk out the front door going where are you going? Whose house are you going to? Where are you going to be? How long are you going to be there? And this is God mom I already told you but that's their job and you're right it's because dude they got to stay up on you and I think you know how many times my dad would stop me and how many times do I do it? About a thousand times a week right? Where I just out of nowhere in the middle of a conversation I give you a well you know my dad used to say and during those conversations sitting on the edge of my bed waiting to go out and hang out with my loser friends and do everything he was telling me not to do he was like beating me over the head with life lesson how many people listening right now do you think are thinking in their mind well what's the big deal who cares quit being offended about blackface yeah god i hope not a lot yeah well, I mean, why not? But I a mean, lot. But a and, lot. And, 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 I know. And somebody's going to hit me over the head. Well, you were Chief Wahoo hats. I know. And I've said about that situation a thousand times, and I'm a hypocrite. I've said it a thousand times, and I'm not getting into it again right now. It's not happening. But we've seen we've seen blackface. Dude, this is my, – my thing with this is – this is – Dude, the sports team's still wearing it. It's still on TV. It's still like, so we're not all the way there yet with that. Like you've seen now Oklahoma or, you know, Oklahoma State girls, you've seen people in your own state get in trouble for this before. So you had, you knew this was coming for you. So, but outside of you're going to get in trouble for this. Okay. Self preservation aside, like, okay, nobody wants to be in trouble. Nobody wants to have to deal with, you know, being labeled a racist and deal with all that. Well, yeah, but, but that's my the, point. Like if you're not a racist, you'd be worried about being labeled. But one. when it comes to the actual, behavior of of well it's not that big of a deal like are you asking me if most people listening to us right now at the end of the day really care if a girl's painted their face black the answer is no they don't really care so i guess the point of that is is that like does that fall in why doesn't that fall into stop being offended stop whining about things just these girls did it and you're not hurt nobody got hurt everyone's fine stop being offended because some things are offensive I'm not offended by this, but some things are offensive. Are we overly offended in today's culture? Yes, but that does not mean that what you do then is take every offensive thing and throw it overboard and you're not allowed to be offended by it. That's not, that's not the case. You know what I mean? Like, and I will always argue for, for people's right to do things as far as like, in entertainment based thing or go or characters go or like pushing the envelope but this isn't characters this isn't this isn't entertainment this isn't television this isn't trying to push the needle on a soldier like my point is this isn't saturday night live pushing the envelope to show exposure to something even this is four girls thinking that they're funny and they're not even when saturday night live decides that hey we're going to push the envelope with that with that comes consequences i agree you know what i mean so like i think it all goes back to that point of 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 sure it's I guess this is your right to do this if you want to but don't think that you're not going to be suspended from school be labeled as a racist don't think that those things don't come along with it 
I mean, the whole thing is they knew what they were doing. That's my problem with this, is that the, the, you, you, you can't claim ignorance here. Like, you, two of you had your faces painted, and then the other, and then the caption is our first MLK day off of school. So, yeah. so you, basically, that's what you're doing. You're saying this is the only thing this was good for, and like, thanks for the day off, which is what everybody's been bitching about for the whole last week, about the fact that this is a guilt holiday, and now these four broads from Oklahoma are just proving everybody right, even though I kept saying that they were wrong about it now i gotta like walk it back because these idiots can't figure this out but yeah you bring up a good point i think fantone most people don't care that this happened and would go big deal you're right about that i'm not one of those people i don't think that this is right i don't and, and i said like i racked my brain all night last night it's like well dude you're an entertainer it's your job to push the envelope at what point for your show for the best way to get your point across, would there ever be a reason why you had to go there and I couldn't come up with it? And if I can't come up with it to defend something I want to do in this room, then there's really no reason to do it. I, I, that would be my guess, is that there's no reason to do that. Did I give away the motorcycle swap meet tickets? I'm right supposed now. to do it right now, right? right now. All right, do not wear blackface to the motorcycle swap meet. Well, do whatever you want. Well, I mean, <laughs> do whatever you I want. I, I think you're probably going to end up with a completely different blackface when somebody Jeez. sees you. I did, just, just, you know, wear blackface all you want. Just remember where you live. That's what I'm going to tell you about that. We'll take all our 15 for the Miller Lite uh, Motorcycle Swap Meet this weekend at the Stark County Fairgrounds. Uh, call our 15 at 1 800 243 76 Two five, you're getting hooked up with those, and uh, I have the best reason ever not to have sex outside. We'll give you that next on the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. To the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, 7.30 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with those WWE tickets. That's Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And we will have one of the WWE superstars on the program on Friday uh, morning. We do not know uh, as of right now who, though, yet, right? I think I will know by the close of business today. I think they said Wednesday by COB. Well, I think what we do there is still... Uh, maybe maybe we WWE it and not tell anybody until the interview rolls. <sighs> Surprise interview. It's Head your way. Idea. Friday morning, 9 o'clock. It's not a bad idea. Get it out of Rock 106.9. Yank the knob off or whatever radio dudes in the 80s said. Whatever it was that the Grease Man or whatever those guys had to say. Whatever. So we'll give you uh, those WWE tickets 7.30. 8.30 we'll get you hooked up with uh, Green Day tickets, actually. That show, August 21st, out of Blossom. Um, uh, Much like the U2 concert, I can only assume... That the summer of 2017, how much Green Day is going to be shoving their politics down your oh, throat? Oh, it's going to be seven oh. songs and most Billy Joel oh. like talking about how annoying everything is. Now, I mean, let's be real, dude. I'm I'm as liberal as it gets. Like, I'm not I'm not like yeah, Trump, man, that's what we need to do. But uh, yeah, dude, but from a concert stage, yeah. liberally give me the catalog. Yeah, dude, shut your goddamn mouth. Play basket case, man. Right, exactly, dude. These beers are ten bucks. Right, like, dude. Play me the songs right. I know. You know, speaking of. You know, we were all set to talk about this couple having sex in the back seat of their car, and the kids were in the car, or whatever. Oh. They got arrested. Yeah, can we skip that? But, but, <laughs> it's terrible. But, ski, uh, but uh, keeping with the music and the politics. Yeah, I've told this story a couple of times. My buddy Harry is a pretty well-known front of house guy for uh, national acts. Okay, he was on events. Uh, well, I think he was with Event Sevenfold for a while, but he was with Theory of a Dead Man for a long time. He was on their kit for a long, long time, and he just posted, and I'm so jealous of him. Because I think this is going to be such a circus that I would like to see it. He is running front of house for three doors down at the inauguration. And so he posted yesterday, he's like, I'm traveling to DC. He's like, this is gonna be a strange couple of days. I'm on the, you know, three doors down's kit, and this is gonna and that is that's gonna be a crazy, 
crazy couple of days. Oh, for sure. And I mean, just what a uh, what a what a crazy experience. I mean, you know, I, I met I met Bill Clinton this past year, and I had to like submit my social security number. I had to submit all this information about myself, and right. you know, they did a background check on me. I can only imagine what they're going through with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can only imagine. Oh yeah, because you're gonna. Sh- I, I mean, I don't know what the timing is, but it's you're gonna be sharing a stage at some point, I would think. And so, yeah, anybody that's anywhere near that on a performer's level, they're going to want to know everything there is to know about you. You know, there's been some trouble getting the acts to play the um, the inauguration from what I've heard. Apparently a Springsteen cover band like backed out of it. <laughs> it like they backed out of it. And, uh, and I guess Garth Brooks was asked and he can't do it. And people that said he wasn't doing it because of his politics, but I guess he's like now clarified. I, guess, I think it's a scheduling issue or something of why Garth isn't going to do it. But I hear Toby Keith is going to play it. Yeah, Toby Keith is going to be no surprise there. there. And I, so for, and, and again, I try to be fair about this stuff. You're right. I'm not the biggest pro-Trump guy, but the narrative was he couldn't get anybody to do it. Well, guys, I got to tell you, for Trump's people, Toby Keith is a huge get. That's a big get. And when Toby, let's not pretend when Toby Keith does, rolls through here this summer that it's not going to do well. That show's not going to sell well. Of course it will. Sold well last year. So that's what I mean. I mean, he's doing all right. Three doors down. Toby Keith. I mean, these kind of the, these things kind of have to be. Those kind of people, right? It needs to be the hit parade. It needs to be stuff that you already know. Do you? I mean, you're not looking to break new ground from no, the stage, right? But, but you are trying to get A-listers, right? I think Toby Keith is still an A-lister. Okay. Three doors down, we could argue. Three doors down's not. I will give you three doors down. Okay, I will give you that. That they're not an A-list band. I, and I, I mean, I, I, I saw the list yesterday. But find me an A-list rock band. You know what I mean? Find me one. Who is it? Is it Shinedown? I don't know. No, but you get like Aerosmith or someone to play. You get okay, somebody right. You get somebody big. Okay. We agree there. I get Pop Evil. Come on. Yeah. Three Doors Down's more Pop Evil than they are Aerosmith. Aerosmith. For sure. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think you would consider Three Doors Down for the Concerts for Legends. No. I don't no. think you would consider that. I would consider that a serious decline of the of the term legends there. Three Doors Down. Yeah, I mean, Aerosmith, Tim McGraw. Now, if you go to Three Doors Down, that's pretty bad. That's a pretty far step off. Man, I'm kind of jealous of my buddy. I mean, right? I mean, I would love to go to an inauguration. Anybody's inauguration. Just to be there, that's one of those, you know, like bucket list kind of, you know, kind of moments. And then to be there in like an official capacity and like running sound, honestly, for we're not we're calling them a non A list band, but let's be honest. I mean, three doors down, pretty good. I mean, that's a good gig to have. Oh yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, as far sure, as like yeah. working for you know yeah. traveling with rock bands, you know traveling the world and doing that for a living, that's a good band. That's a good kit to be on. I uh, man, I would love to go to that. I would love to go to that. Three Doors Down's always playing those soldier songs, too. Don't they write a lot of their stuff for, like, Yeah, the and dude, they're from, like, like the yeah. middle of nowhere Mississippi. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think you could uh, probably sell me on the fact that they're Republican in nature. I don't know, but you could, I mean, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, yeah, I could buy it. I, uh, I understand both sides here in the sense of, you know, why in some in, on, on one side of the coin, it's like it doesn't matter what your politics are. You know, this is bigger than politics. This is the peaceful you know transition of power. And you sh- if you get asked to be a part of it, you should probably be a part of it. But I also understand the thought of 
it's my prerogative to do a show or to not do a show, and if I decide not to do a show, whether that's I'm for, torn there. Whether that's for pol- political reasons or a conflict schedule, or I just don't feel like playing a show. I understand. I'm it's torn. Your, it's, your, it's your prerogative. I know, to do so. because I don't really want to tell an artist that you have to do things, right? right. Now, I do kind of like the narrative that, you know, if your president asks, that you do it. Like, I again, I don't agree with everything Trump's doing, but if he said, Stansberry, you are one hell of an orator, and there is nobody I could rather hear grab a microphone and announce me to the nation as the president, whether I agree with his politics or not, I'm going to be like, dude. Finally, mom's proud. Look at this. You know what I mean? Like, there is something on that, like, whether you agree with their politics or not. Now, look, I'm not all that politically motivated. I have opinions on things because that's what my job requires of me. But I'm not really all that politically motivated. And so I don't know if I necessarily disagree with something so much that I could never stand next to somebody for it. Like, I don't, I just don't think I have that. So I think I'm probably not the best yardstick for it. I think if you're asked by you know the incoming president or the president, and I've said this about Obama, what did I say about Tom Brady? Go to the White House, shake his hand, whether you like the guy or not, go. I mean, it's the president of the United States. Show the the office, not the man, not the politics, but the office and the country the respect that it deserves. I'm more inclined to lean that way. But I will tell you that it would look pretty goddamn strange to turn on the TV and see Bruce Springsteen singing at right. a Trump rally. Right. Like that would seem strange and inauthentic. So sometimes when these people say no, it ends up giving us the event that we really should get anyway. Um, but I, I think, you know, for all the... Nobody wants to play it. It's like, dude, you got Toby Keith. And again, if you ask most, I think, hardcore Trump people, they would tell you that's a pretty good get. And again, Toby Keith could show up tonight at the Civic Center and he could play you two and a half hours full of hits. And you would know every word to every song because of how long the guy's been a a star and how many hits he has. And by using that yardstick, that feels like A-list, that feels like a pretty good get to me. I get it, he might not be your favorite artist, but it's still a pretty big get. He'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way, baby. Red Solo Cup. That thing going. That wasn't the worst one, though. It's interesting. I'll tell you what else is interesting. That's a career criminal out of Stark County. Got what's coming to him. Going to do some serious time behind bars. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Put your name at the top of his list. And a statue of liberty started shaking her fist. And an eagle will fly. And it's going to be here. When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell. And it'll feel like the whole. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Head over there. Check out the Stansbury Show section. There's a... <laughs> I mean, this isn't funny. I mean, this is, this is pretty sad, actually. But a, uh, I believe there was an indoor... Is it field hockey type game was happening inside? War ball is what they called it over in uh, the Czech Republic or something like that. It looks like our field hockey just played indoors. Hockey with brooms? Because they're using these little like brooms. I don't know. It's floorball. It's weird, but they they were doing it over in the. I Czech think that's Republic. what they're calling field hockey over there. But like the roof collapses. Like I said, they're playing inside, and it's it's actually a pretty scary view. You can check that out. WRQK.com. Coming up at nine forty-five, I have to walk back a hot take I made on the program last week. We'll walk that back. 
945. That's why you should stay away from those. Because, you know, a lot of times you get yourself in hot water and, you know, you got to say, oops, not so right on that one. So I'll walk that back for you, 945. And we'll get you hooked up with those WWE tickets around 730. That's obviously this Sunday at the Civic Center. Fantone's all excited. I am all excited, dude. The road to WrestleMania. We're a week out from the Royal Rumble. It's exciting times, dude. I may swing by that on Sunday. I have, uh, I have, uh, I have picked up a pair of tickets from the from the promotions department, and I think I'm going to swing by that, check some of that out. It is a raw branded event. Tickets are still on sale, but I would win them if I could. And honestly, I'll see you there, man. I'll be the one screaming "New Day rocks," screaming a Braun Strowman. How far, Roman Reigns. how far out will you start to put the wardrobe together for that event on Sunday? Like, because, dude, you own. How, all right, now ballpark it, because I bet you don't know the number. How many WWE t shirts do you own? 10. 10 t shirts, I'm going to say. Bro. 10. And I'm probably. That's probably more than pairs of socks. I have a. Uh, <laughs> That's not good. I might have to do, like, a costume change. I might have to wear, like, seven t shirts on top of each other, and in between every match, I'll take it off, and there'll be a new shirt on underneath of it. Now, will you buy a new shirt at the event? Um, possibly, probably. I mean, I usually wait for sales on WWE.com to buy these, and they'll be retail there, so I'll be like, oh, I can't spend that much money. But if they have, especially if they have, like, a tour one, usually I'll buy those. Oh, they do tour t-shirts? Yeah, they'll do tour t-shirts. They'll do, like, run t-shirts. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, who's a t- like whose t-shirt do you not have that you would want? Um, I would get a Seth Rollins shirt. I don't have a Kevin Owens shirt, which feels ridiculous to me. So, honestly, that's where I'd probably yeah, go Yeah, the first. fact that you don't own it is what's ridiculous right, that's, about it. That's the real issue here is how do I not own a KO shirt? All right, so oh. Sunday night you can uh, yeah. <laughs> you can have some. Dude, are you, uh, so are, are you bringing your brother, one of the nephews? Or are you taking the girlfriend? What are you doing there? Oh, dude, listen, you can you can rest assured that my girlfriend has that seat next to me already reserved. I was going to say, she's turned into quite the wrestling fan and she'll try to play it off like uh yeah i watch total divas because it's on the e-network and my boyfriend loves it but no dude she like knows the terminology she knows the storyline she knows the characters so like she watch this i I know a little terminology too who she mark out for that's exactly it she would i mean she knows everything about it she's all excited for the royal rumble and she's already talking about like well what's gonna happen at wrestlemania and all this stuff so she i mean honestly and god bless her for it sure because when you get into a relationship with somebody sometimes it's like well hey here's my stupid hobby you have to be a part of this too yeah. and she embraced it and she All did right. and, god, and god bless her for this it. is the part where i'm going to be a little selfish and i'm going to direct this message to the woman i've currently been lo- loosely dating okay i do not do not do not do not have any interest in you picking up interest in my hobby being golf i don't do that <laughs> Don't do that. Just wave goodbye Saturday morning. I'll see you at 3 o'clock when I get home. That's it. (laughs) I'm not interested in you sharing my hobby. She knows better. Well, well, well. And I mean, honestly, there's some hobbies that are separate. Right. No, I know. I'm not knocking you. You do. It is nice when you can share things with other people. I just don't. I hear it is. I just don't want to do it. It would just suck from her perspective of like, babe, dude, Sunday's WrestleMania. I've been so pumped for it for so long. And she's just sitting there hating it. You know what I mean? Like, at least she, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I mean, you've turned her into quite the Cavs fan and quite the wrestling fan. Yeah, I got that power over people. Just before you know it, you're going to be screaming about John Cena and LeBron James. It's just like, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. Dude, that better not happen to me. 
I, I think that's only people you sleep with. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that that's going to happen. Speaking of LeBron James and John Cena, and I mean, you know, I'll take it here. I'll take it here when I can. Um, I, I can't wait to see how this how I, this line is drawn. I I have 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 recently been trying to figure out are those two dudes friends? And in my hunt for like, John I saw Cena, this tweet. John, Cena, I was like, Jesus, dude, put the bong down. <laughs> John Cena and LeBron James being friends. Okay, maybe they're not best friends, but at some point they've met. They've been like associated with each other. But dude, there is no evidence oh, at the that those dudes have ever there's no pictures of them together. There's no video of them together. I mean, dude, I've been doing deep dives into the internet trying to find LeBron James and John Cena hanging out at some point. Dude, don't tell me that. At some don't point. tell me that. You're supposed to be looking for things for us to discuss <laughs> the program. Don't tell me that that's what you're doing. Oh, dude, yeah, when I have free time, deep dives on Cena's balls and whether or not they've been in LeBron's hands is what you're working on. I don't know if they've never been in the same room together and pictured together. Espies. Are they the same person? Have They're, they ever been? Have they, dude, have they ever been? Does, what happens there? I I just, well, I'll tell you this. That pigment proves they're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> right? Dude, I get it. One man equal. I get it. Right. All, all created the same way. Right. I get it. But pigment does make it easy to tell people apart. 15-time heavyweight champion of the world. The greatest NBA player of all time. I just think... It could be possibly the dude, same what man. If, dude, if Cena had, dude, just think about this, and I don't know why we would, but <laughs> imagine if Cena had bronze hops. Right. Like, right. that'd be amazing. Imagine if LeBron would have stepped into the squared circle. Tag team champions of the world. Imagine if either one of us read a newspaper. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Oh my God! Okay, I did read a newspaper, so let's 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 get you filled in on what is in the newspaper because it's a local story, and I think a lot of you are going to be interested in this. Okay, where a Stark County criminal is going to do about eight years behind bars. Okay, now apparently he is a Sandy Township man, and I apologize, uh, you know, people of Stark County. I had to like look that up. I didn't know exactly where that is. I don't know where that is. Apparently, it's in the southern part of the county, and it like borders Osnaburg. Okay. All right? So, again, I'm still kind of drawn blind there. I'm going to probably call that might as well be T County. Say right oh, down there. Okay. That's, probably, that's probably what it is. Okay. Might as well be T. Somebody give me a wet one so I can wipe that off. <laughs> but he's going to spend about eight years in prison, and here's what happened. He had 140 pounds of marijuana. Jeez. Apparently, he was a large-scale, sophisticated growing uh, operator in Southern Star County, according to CantonRep.com. Douglas L. Stevens, 54. On Tuesday, Fantone pleaded no contest in Stark County Common Pleas Court to charges of trafficking in marijuana. Listen to this. There's a slew of these. Trafficking in marijuana, illegal manufacture of drugs, illegal cultivation of marijuana, marijuana trafficking, and marijuana possession. Those are all second-degree felonies. Then he pleaded no contest to illegal assembly or possession of chemicals for the manufacture of drugs, a third-degree felony. My guess is the chemicals there in the manufacture of drugs is that's going to be the dabs and the oil and that kind of stuff because um, you need chemicals yeah. to do that kind of stuff. Or, I mean, even I think <clears throat> having some of the some of the materials to grow, once you get caught uh, with those, right, those right. become... But let's be real. I mean, if you're, making, both, if you're producing that much pot, you're producing... You know, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, if you're growing that much weed, you need chemicals for that too. Now, a second-degree felony carries two to eight years in prison. But under Ohio law, given the amount of marijuana, the judge told him, Taryn Heath, said she was required to sentence Stevens to the minimum mandatory sentence of eight years in prison. She says the state legislature has taken away my discretion. Now, part of that is, is that they wanted to make sure judges, given their biases in life, were sentencing people fairly. 
and not going, well, dude, you get eight years, but you get a year and a half. That was part of mandatory minimums. Now, we've kind of known now since then that the mandatory minimum laws were a little racist in the sense that, like, this much of crack cocaine gets 25 years in prison, but this much amount of cocaine, and if you're white in a Porsche, only gets two years. Well, and I think we've with, seen that. I think with mandatory minimums, too, it, 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 it takes away the, the, the decision making of the judge, which I think is important. Whether it is or is not a race thing or it is or is not a drug thing, I just think their bias, whether no matter what the cause of it, needs to kind of be benched. It's a complex thing. It really is. Stevens was found with several hundred marijuana plants totaling more than 65,000 grams. Uh, The crime lab did not weigh an estimated three-fourths of the marijuana because Stevens had more than three times the amount needed under the law for minimum mandatory prison sentence. So basically, they weighed to the point to where they could throw them away for as long as they could and said, who needs to count any higher? I'm surprised they didn't just because cops in, in police departments and they and city, love the popcorn the number, headlines. The number, yeah. yeah, of like, oh, we got we got X amount of pounds off of, of weed off the street or, or this much street value. Judge said this was not a personal usage situation. <laughs> this was big business. Of course not. She says she told him in court, apparently, if you would have applied your talents in a different field, you could have been successful. Lady, I'm here to tell you, up until he got caught, he was very successful. 140 pounds of weed is a successful cultivation system. That's a lot of weed. Like, okay, let's do this. And I can easily say this, that given from January 1st, 2017, if you take Fantone and I both throughout this whole next year, that will not be 140 pounds of weed. Dude, you could take every amount of weed I've smoked in my entire life. I haven't, I haven't had 148 pounds of weed in my possession. I'm talking every every bag I've ever owned in my entire life. Everyone I've ever smoked, dude. You could add up all those blunts and bowls and all that together. I'm talking college days. I'm talking, you know what I mean? Like, And uh. there's no way 148 pounds. No, no way. It's a human being's worth of weed. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to take the over. <laughs> over 140. No, I, come I, on. No, I don't know. I, I I don't know. And and if I found out honestly that it was more than 140 pounds, that might scare me straight. It might scare me right off of it. That's I would hate to think that. Like uh, people that don't buy weed or don't do drugs might not. I just feel like understand like the numbers of it and the in the. But like because when, you think of like a pound, you don't think it's like that heavy. But I'm of, telling you right now, I have never ever ever bought a pound of marijuana in my life. Like a pound is like a bag of Twizzlers. Like you go to Walmart, you buy a bag of Twizzlers, and that's like a pound of Twizzlers. And it's like oh, if you buy them at the movie theater, it's almost as much as the weed would be. It's like oh, well, it's not. But I mean, dude, people usually buy three and a half grams of weed at a time. People usually buy under 10 grams of weed at a time. Grams, not ounces, grams. So it takes a lot, a lot of dope to add up to 148 pounds. Dude, I'm talking like 55-gallon drums of it. I mean, he had 65,000 grams. You're talking most people buy, it's like seven and a half grams a time. Yeah, you're right. 65,000 grams. So he's going to do about eight years in prison. It's a lot of dope. And the thing I'm going to say about it is, Sark County better get ready for a drought. Take 150 pounds of weed off the streets That's of Sark County, dude, and all of a sudden That's a lot. All of a sudden drug dealers are gonna start charging you a little extra. I would have to, to imagine. Make- I would have to imagine that the growing of marijuana in southern Stark County, T County's gotta be huge, right? There's nothing but land. Yeah. Now, we don't have the best weather, no. and that's what made Oregon so great for it. But I, um, 
but I would have to imagine, given the amount of land that there is down there, that there's enough people kind of in that field. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, uh, hmm. interesting. Uh, climate controlled environments aren't, you know, out of the equation there. So right. I'm sure this dude, you know, had quite a sophisticated system plenty set of, up. Plenty of indoor farming going on yeah, anyway. Yeah. Because that's how a lot of people get caught is like the electric bill and like that, you know, that kind of thing, running all the lamps and the like. I remember last, remember last winter we did that story. I think it was somewhere in the, somebody was growing weed in an apartment complex. And above their, above their apartment was the only roof that didn't have snow on it. Like there was snow all the way, and theirs was the only. And so the cops were like, I bet something really hot is going on in there. And they got caught, but uh, Doug Stevens going to do eight years in prison. Sucks for this dude. I mean, I'm not going to get up on the hill of like, well, he shouldn't go to weed for jail, or jail for weed, man. Nah, you know what the laws are. Uh, you know what the laws you know are. What the laws and, are. And, and when you go into that uh, level, you know the risk that you're taking. Right. You, you, you have to. That's what it is. You're looking to skirt the system, and eventually the system caught up with you. That's the end of what happens there. We do have WWE tickets. That uh, shows Sunday at the Civic Center. You'll get hooked up with those tickets next on Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Northern Ohio Buick Dealers. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of WWE tickets. That, uh, that event is Sunday at the Civic Center. Now... Before the break, Fantone was like, I barely doing deep dives in the afternoon trying to find out if LeBron James and John Cena are friends and if they've ever like hung out and leave it to the audience, dude. They know everything. This is the, this is the, this right here is exactly why you work so hard to build an audience filled with 20 million members. That way, when you want to know something, one of the 20 million of them knows it. And Jeremy writes in and feels like he has. Proof that LeBron James, John Cena have met and that they might even be friendly. Can't wait to hear about it. Would you like to know what the proof is? I would love to hear it. I can't believe you didn't hit this. They were both in Trainwreck. No scene shared together. And and let's be real. Just because you're in a film together doesn't mean... You film over months, but a rap party maybe? Where's the photos? Go look at look at the train train wreck rap party photos. Here's the thing, Braun's a wrestling fan, right? A fanatic, a huge wrestling like, fan. Like he likes this stuff, loves this stuff. They were both in train wreck together, but show me a picture of those two standing together. Give me a story of those two being together. Haven't found it yet, dude. Gone deep into the internet. Went to Google image search page two on the internet, bruh. If I, if I was to look like LeBron James, like if I was to Google LeBron James in wrestling, would I be able to find pictures of him in other wrestlers? Oh, a ton of them. That's, no so problem. that's out there. That's out. Okay. All right. I don't care enough. I, you don't need to do it now. I don't need proof. I just, you know, I figured you would have seen it. You can't see me. Yeah. Rap his own theme song, people. Come on. Yeah, you can tell by listening to Rap it. Rap his own theme song. I hate this guy. Love this guy. That's what he gets for kissing my girlfriend in a radio studio. See, if you want to make out with my girl, just send me a tweet, bro. I'm yeah. right here. He totally made out with my girlfriend. It was a long, long I mean, I don't date her anymore, but it was a long time ago now. But they woke me up at like 6, you know, 6.45 in the morning to call me and tell me it was happening. It was awful. So I've always kind of had like a little hatred for Cena after that. You hate hustle, loyalty, and respect. You hate jorts, dude. I do hate jorts. What? That's fact. That's Cena life, bro. That's fact. Sorry, Barberton. Sorry, <laughs> sorry but I- I'm not down with the jorts. We'll give you those tickets just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need to win those. I uh, have talked plenty of times about this book that I urge people who are struggling with money to read. 
It's called Total Money Makeover uh, by Dave Ramsey. And it changed my financial life. And for the better. And I've also talked about how I watched one of these documentaries, one of these, I believe is like uh, 30 for 30 on ESPN called Broke, Mm -hmm. where these former athletes who were like, have all the money in the world, and now they don't have anything. They're broke. Right. right? Years after they retire. It's not even like, oh, well, it took them 80 years and they finally, but no, like four or five years and these dudes are broke. I think what happens a lot of times is we read these numbers at like, you know, Bleacher Report or the newspaper or whatever. We go, how does this happen? And you don't realize that, dude, it's an expensive life being a celebrity. Well, and and, 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 and we act like just because you got money, that doesn't make you smart with money. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can fall into a ton of cash, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be savvy and trying to do right by your family and your crew and like that whole thing sometimes people fall fall prey to that and so a former athlete has signed on to kind of help expose some light on this and alex rodriguez former yankee great is going to host a reality show on cnbc and it will feature former athletes who are now in financial peril Rodriguez, just so you know, earned around $480 million during his playing career. Damn. Damn. Half a bill. Now, I think if I remember right, there was like, there was like some, like he was like one of the, when he was with Texas, didn't he have like the highest paid contract ever at that time? And like part of the deal was he had to be able to have like the, the team's plane to fly his kids back and forth the game. I mean, at one time he made a deal, like he had his own room in like the locker room. Like at one time his contract was like the contract. I mean, and it just goes to show, dude, if you, uh, if you're like, Oh dude, my, my kid's going to be a professional athlete. You should probably get him to be a baseball player. Probably not a terrible idea there, dude, right? I mean, I like, mean, they make us so much money for a game nobody watches. But the thing I'll say about that is at the, tip, at the tippy top of baseball, it's, it's it's ridiculous money. But down towards the middle, I mean, Trevor Bauer just signed, what was it, like a $4 million yeah, deal? And yeah. it's like, dude, Matt Delavado was making more money than that. So what's going to happen here is, is A-Rod's going to grab former athletes who have financial problems. They're going to team them up with financial experts to help get them back on their feet. Rodriguez, 41, uh, just retired this last August. Now, I think the premise of this show is is good, and I think it's going to be a lot like American Idol. I think what you're going to see here is the first three weeks it's on, we're going to feast on it because we love to like pick apart the bones of the dead body, and we're going to be like, oh my god, and we're, you're going to want to sit there and you're going to want to call some guy an idiot for like bl- you know blowing through his money. Yeah. But then what's going to hit you is is you're going to go, you know what? This is a celebrity. This is a guy who made a ton of money playing sports or woman, and you made a ton of money playing sports, and you know what? You blew through it. I don't care. And I think America's going to get cold to the idea of it. Are you trying to make me feel bad for athletes who didn't? No, not to spend ten thousand dollars on a on a tiger. Like, are you, right? I mean, so I think this is one of those things where the initial idea is fantastic, but in but in practicality and in application, I think it's going to fall apart. Yeah, I mean, people are going to have a tough time feeling sympathetic for those people. I guess you're right. The only reason people are going to watch is the bloodlust of like, oh, these you're gonna, idiots. I look, I will judge you so hard. Right. You're going to tune in because here's what you're going to want to know. This is what you want to know, and then after that, you're going to turn the episode off. Who's the celebrity? Who's the athlete? And what's the number of money that they went through? Once you have that, you'll be done with this. It's like an episode of Hoarders where the first half you're like, oh my, my God, God, what a freak show. This is disgusting. And then this, they get healthy and you're like, I don't yeah, care about you whatever, anymore. Who cares? Show me yeah. the train wreck. Yeah. Exactly right. I think it's exactly what will happen with, uh, with Alex's show. I'm interested to see like the first couple. But after that, once I'm done feasting off the body and once I yell five times from my couch, you blew $75 million, I'll be totally done with that idea. We have WWE. 
WWE tickets. Let's do it. That event is Sunday. Let's get you hooked up. Call our 20, 1 800 243 7625. We'll send you to that and be right back with more show. Hang on. 1069. Up for you right now at WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section is Phantom's favorite post this this week in, in Big Boobs, apparently, is uh, is the post. And there's like a, I don't know, 15, 16 photos here. And being the huge Star Wars fan that I am, there's a uh, there's a nerdy looking girl with huge boobs and a Star Wars tank top. It's got the Millennium Falcon on the front of it. And she's got like that where girls are kind of like dyeing their hair gray on purpose, like kind of look and glasses, like pulling their hair off the side. It's like that. Find me one of those. Somebody just, just copy and paste that, put it on every telephone pole in this goddamn town. Tell me where I can find one of those. I'm looking for that right there. There's no doubt the chick is super hot. Oh, um, she's crazy hot. But the thing with it is, is I just, and I mean, you know, I guess it's the, I can't get offended about anything, but if I was an actual true to the heart, 1980s, like nerd that wore those glasses and had that shirt in 1982 and got shoved in a locker and, and called a fag, I would be, I would be offended. I would be pissed. I would be like, dude, I lived my life this way and I couldn't, I couldn't get a girlfriend for my entire adult or my entire high school career. And now you've just got these hot chicks who are out there doing dude, this pretend. I mean, I gotta tell you, that's that's a lot of cognitive, you know, cognitive thought for a guy who's going to have a, an erection with that woman standing right in front of you. I, I don't, know, I don't know if there's enough brain in my head or not enough blade, blood in the brain to, to make it through that. I can barely speak even just looking at her. Dude, that jig is hot. I want one of those. Somebody find me one of those. Oh, dear God. Yeah, she's sexy, man. That's online for you. WRQK.com. Uh, this is uh, happening soon. The Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. The big game. The big game. Uh, and we now know that uh, Lady Gaga will be your halftime performance. And I think it's a good choice. She's a you know, huge star. And you know people argue, you know, that's not football. And it's like, well, neither is the Super Bowl, really. It's kind of like a life event. And everybody's kind of watching this. It needs to be mass appeal. I totally get a pop star doing it. Totally yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally they're, get it. They're going to have you watching anyway. they got to get your wife right. to the, watch the it. The super football guy's watching it. And you're probably going to be in the bathroom or you know chugging beer or eating nachos during a halftime show or whatever. It's for your girlfriend, your wife, or whatever. Okay. And so... We know Lady Gaga is going to be the performer. Now, I've heard rumors that she doesn't want to perform on the field. She wants to perform on the roof of the stadium. I've heard that rumor, which is so dumb. That's dumb. I get it to look cool on TV, but you're ripping off everybody who spent hundreds of dollars to go to the Super Bowl. Get your ass inside and perform for them inside. Bigger picture, though? I mean, let's be real. I mean, there's millions of people versus thousands of people. I don't know. I mean, you're still going to watch it, right? It's one of the most watched things every year. So I don't think it's going to be... You're still going to be there. You, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess I, I would rather, y- although they don't really sing anyway. They're lip syncing. Nope. They're just moving around. Just you're dancing. not really seeing a perform. Yeah, fine. Play on the roof. I don't care about that. Okay, you're right about that. I- I've I've been turned around on that. But apparently, she claims the NFL has told her she is not to get political from their stage. That she is not to, to you know to spew anti-Trump sentiment. Now the NFL is disputing the claims, saying she's absolutely lying to you. Now I will tell you, I believe Lady Gaga. I do. I think the NFL absolutely told her, we get it, we know who you are, we know who your fan base is, but this is our thing. This is our thing. You're the biggest, one of the biggest stars in the world, but the Super Bowl is still bigger than you. And so this is our thing, and what we don't want, and what the NFL does not want, is another Janet Jackson thing, where it's not about the game, it's about something that happened while the game was supposed to be being played. And they don't want one of those. 
They don't want that. The NFL doesn't want that. And that's smart. That's good business. That's protecting your brand, which the NFL is pretty good at. I'm all for them telling her, we only got so much time. People want to hear a medley of your hits. It's a performance. This is not a mouthpiece for you. And if you're uncomfortable by that, guess what? Well, I'm just surprised this wasn't all made perfectly clear when you signed the contract. Of exactly. like, hey, you're going to do this halftime performance. This is how much we're paying you. This is how long you're performing for. And these are our expectations. I, I think what, what Lady Gaga's got to understand, and, and, and I know people are going to dismiss this like it doesn't matter, but it totally does matter. There are how many teams in the NFL? 32, which means what? There are only 32 owners in the NFL. Guess what? Out of those 32 owners, you want to guess how many of those people are in Trump's camp? I'm going to go with all. <laughs> I'm going to go with all the billionaires are like, you know what? I like that dude. And so what you don't want to do is get up there, spew all this stuff from your stage, and completely piss off all your owners oh, in I, one fail swoop. I don't think you want to do it. I think more than alienating the owners, it's the audience that you have to worry about. And there's avenues of, of Lady Gaga. When it's a Lady Gaga show, dude, if you want to go up there and spew your mouth against Trump for three hours, it's your show. It's your show. You do what you want. I think it's a mistake still, but it's your show. Do what you want. Do what you want. But this is our show. And when, like I said, I just can't believe this wasn't. You would think even the contract signed would say, here's what songs you'll perform. Here's what artists that you can you know, collaborate Essentially, with. they're buying you for the night. Right. Like, if the NFL said to you, here, this is your biggest, these are your biggest hits. We don't care about B-sides. We want a medley of these five songs. Get out there and do it. We don't care about the new songs. We right. want We want Poker Face. We want We want Bad what, Romance. We like, want what people know. And it takes, like, two years and if Lady for Ga- songs to catch on. If Lady Gaga felt uncomfortable with that, no, I can't do that. I feel like crapping on Trump is more important then don't agree to do the performance, but you agreed to do these terms and conditions, and if you sign that contract, and this is what they told you, then eh. Interesting. Have you listened to the new Lady Gaga album? It's good. It's worth it. No, I have not heard of it. Artsy. It's weird. Yeah, that's about the time of her career where she's at now, where you can kind of get away with that. She's a good singer, though. Quality. The thing about her, and people don't know this, is not not a lot of people do anyway. The amount of songs that she's written for other people, I know how much you all hate songwriters. I know how much you all hate it. Lady Gaga has written smash, smash hits for other artists. And even before that, was a producer at a record label for the longest time. Dude, she's responsible for some of the biggest songs that hit the radio and you don't even know. I mean, that's how talented she is. Like, she is a true talent, Lady Gaga. You got to give it up to her. But I don't want her, honestly, I, I'm so sick of the political message being smashed in my face and everything. I'm one of these people. I just want to turn on the Super Bowl. I don't want to think about Trump. I don't want to think about Obama. I don't want to think about Hillary. I don't want to think about Benghazi or email scandals or anything else. I want to think about point spreads and whether or not I'm going to make $1,000 on Super Bowl night. That's what I want to care about. And I don't, I don't know why sports can't just be that for me anymore. I don't know why, but you're not putting the pace back in the tube. I understand the world's not going to change for me. Like, it's not going to change for you. It's not going to change for me. But that's what I want from the Super Bowl. I just want to get drunk, eat fattening food, bet money I don't have on the game, and rip up my betting ticket at the end of the night. That's it. That's all I want. Pretty simple. The government's giving up on your kids. I'll tell you how they're doing that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show and Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.45 this morning, we will end the program with me having to walk back a hot take I made last week on the program. Luke, we'll, lukewarm take here. Well, uh, we'll I'll do some walking back of that a little later in the program. We also have Green Day tickets, 8.30. We'll give you those. And then 9 o'clock, we're sending you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards, which is a trip I would like to go on. Yeah. I uh, I would like to go to... I have not been in Los Angeles now for a few years, and it's not a place I would like to live ever again, but I, I do like visiting Los Angeles a great deal. It's a great, fun city to go and like spend like a week and then get back. And the weather's fantastic in the ocean. I really like oceans. Like, I like being... I miss living in Oregon because of that. The ocean was, you know, pretty close. I miss living in California because of that ocean pretty close. I miss having the ocean close. I like water. I'm big into the water. And uh, I miss that. So it would be nice to win a trip to Los Angeles. So if you win... I would go with you. you know? I can be expensive to feed, but I'm pretty easy. Normally put out. Yeah, I can, I can be talked into most things. I mean, if dude, if you love water that much, I can probably get you down to Baylor Beach in Navarre or something like that. Dear I mean, God. probably. You know what I am going to do this summer, though, what is, is um, I, I started Googling this yesterday, I, as a matter of fact, is I'm, I'm already starting to plan like a... Uh, not a summer vacation, but like a, like maybe like a little birthday trip. I'm thinking about okay. um, I, sorry, I, I started checking out rafting trips in Ohio, West Virginia, like that kind of thing. And uh, apparently in Loudonville down there, there's like there's a really good rafting area down there. So I may go down there for a few days in May and do that. Sainsbury going great outdoor style. I right love there. that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I, that's why I mean again, it's why I went to Oregon over the summer so I could float the Rogue River, and it was so much fun. I had a good time with that. And bang that chick out one more time, too, right? <laughs> Dude, come on, dude! It's not lie. I'm pretty sure she's on. Like I said, I'm pretty sure she's on the trip to get married. Like right now, let's not do that. Let's not do that. If you're listening to the Stansberry she's show on your anymore. honeymoon, she's not. Come anymore. on, come on. No, and that's not why I went out there. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> you don't believe me? Do not you? at all. Not even close, dude. Not even close, dude. Moving forward, I. <laughs> Oh my God! So nine o'clock, we'll send you to Los Angeles. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can bang anybody you want out there. Yeah, I guess you can do whatever you want out there. Who cares? So it turns out the government's giving up on kids. Okay, they're done. They're just turning the back on the children. Okay. Nope, it's, it doesn't. We don't need them anymore. Well, then I guess at this point, a lot of people are probably like, "Good, get that government away from my kids. They don't know what they're doing." Uh, Dare is a program that I remember breaking out like while I was in school. Like my high school had a Dare program and a Dare office, and mm-hmm. I had to spend some time in a, a couple of mornings uh, over some things that they found me doing in my car in the parking lot of my high school. What is Dare stand for? I know it's one of those drugs, alcohol, resistance, education, something like that. That sounds about right. Something comparable to that. I just can't. Yeah. I can't remember. It's exactly in the ballpark. What it is. Don't okay. do this. Don't do this stuff. Okay. Is essentially what it means. Okay. But apparently, Dare is ending their anti weed campaign. And listen to this, and I bet parents are not going to love this, that D.A.R.E. is going to remove marijuana from its gateway drug list. Now, I want to reiterate some statements that I have made on marijuana on the program. Okay? I believe marijuana should be legal. I believe you as an adult should be able to purchase it and use it and, and, and enjoy it the way you want to. I've said many, many times that it is the last thing in my life that makes me still feel like a criminal, and I would like to not feel like a criminal any longer, so I would like to see us go ahead and just make this legal. But on the flip side of that, what I have always said, and I should state this as my personal opinion is, is that telling children, kids, high school kids, that weed isn't addictive is one of the most dangerous things you could do. Weed is absolutely addictive. You know how I know? 
Every two weeks, I make a deal with myself that I'm not going to do it. And then guess what happens? Then my drug dealer comes over. It's, I, I'm telling you, so is it addictive for everybody on the same level? I don't know, but it affects me that way. No, and obviously, I mean, you could look at alcohol and say that is it addictive to everybody on the same level? No, no. obviously not. Not everybody who drinks Bud Light is a hopeless alcoholic, you know, ruining their life. But there are people out there who do that. I make deals with myself over this product all the time, and then I always break the deal. That, my friends, is indicative of an addictive-based product, whether you think it is or not. And the problem is, is that so many other drugs are so bad for you and that are killing people on the street that if you say marijuana is addictive, people go, you need to worry about heroin. Well, no doubt. No duh, idiot. You, what do you think? You're the first person to come up with the idea that we need to worry about heroin? Of course, that's, more, that's worse. Of course, it's more addictive. But telling children that weed, oh, you can smoke weed, that's not addictive, is craziness. It is absolutely addictive. I mean, drugs need to be treated like drugs, and that includes, like, marijuana, that includes heroin, that includes caffeine. Like, you can totally be addictive. Yes. Yes, I will agree. Now, I want to I, I, I do want to make clear, I don't think every addiction necessarily is going to turn into a problem. I don't necessarily think drug addiction and drug problem are exactly the same thing. You can be addicted to weed, smoke weed every day of your life and still be a functioning member of society. Sure. You can just like you can with coffee. Can raised. Just like you can with <laughs> coffee, but at the same time, you can totally derail your life smoking weed. Seen it happen numerous times in my life due to had a ton of potential, were able to do things, just thought it was more important to sit around and smoke blunts all day. Have you ever thought of to yourself because you're a successful person. Thank you. Right? Thank you. You're good at what you do. You're talented and you have a job where you can kind of, where you can do this and it doesn't affect it. Okay? okay. Have you ever thought to yourself though that if you didn't do this you might have reached more? Because I'd be lying if I say I didn't think about it. Um, I, I have thought about that. I think the thing with that to me is is uh, what is more in the sense of like would I have went a different path? Would I have went a different career? Would I? Have I'm went saying down even a in hole? this field. Oh no! Like if I you don't stop think... tomorrow, would would there would, would would it maybe alleviate some of the? I don't know. I don't, and I'm not saying there are roadblocks, but it would it would. Do you think maybe it would alleviate some of the roadblocks you have? I don't necessarily think so. I think people who do uh, creative work often need that outlet and i guess maybe that's that's addiction kind of like no dude rationalize it it's gonna be fine i'm not an addict everybody else is uh, but 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 that's the whole thing is i can totally admit that like yes i am but i don't like i said i don't think it's necessarily i think there's a difference between a drug problem and drug addiction i'm addicted to caffeine there's no question For about sure that you. but yeah. that's that hasn't turned into a drug problem in my life yet you know what i mean so it's like i, I there's just they're not always going to be the same thing. They can run run parallel of each other, be very close to each other, but they're not always the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. And as far as it goes is like, well, is it a gateway drug? Yes. Well, I mean like is But it, everything is. Right. Because uh, let me tell you the first gateway drug. And people are going to laugh this off. But the first gateway drug we're all on, sugar. Welcome to it. That's the first thing you put in in your human body that makes your brain go Oh, God, what is that? Give me more of that. And we do it. And that's where the brain kind of learns to accept products like that is sugar. It goes all the way back to that. So I guess if you're just going to start calling everything a gateway drug, you're calling nothing a gateway drug because it's like, well, if everything is, if it's, you know, well, caffeine gives gives away to nicotine, nicotine gives away to alcohol, alcohol gives away to marijuana. Well, it is a little bit of, well, I've tried that and I didn't die and nothing really bad happened. So I guess that'll be the same thing here. So yes, I mean, I think marijuana is a gateway drug. I don't think it necessarily has to be. Like You don't have to go through the gate. Right. Like, Like, I know a lot of people 
who have tried marijuana and then said, you know what, I didn't like this, and so and don't do any other drugs. I know people who are hardcore weed heads who refuse to touch any other drugs. Yeah, and I know people who are drug addicts who look down their nose at people who smoke marijuana. Really? Dude, you don't know people who are all pilled out and who are like, oh, pot smokers. Yeah. 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 Everyone's got an aunt who's all pilled out and she smells you smelling like weed at Thanksgiving. She judges again, you, what a bitch. Two Vicodin and a glass of white wine doesn't right. seem like drug addiction, but right. guess what? Totally is. And then she starts snorting the Vicodin and it's like, oh my God, we're at grandma's house. What are you doing? Raiding the <laughs> raiding the medicine cabinet. That's why we're at grandma's house. She's been dead five years. Why do you think we're here? All right. We do have Green Day tickets. They're playing Blossom yeah, August 21st. We'll send you to Blossom to see Green Day. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you guys are shopping around loans, check out CSC Federal Credit Union. I've been with them now three years. I'm actually, that's who I'm going to grab my car loan through. It's my banking institution. 100% local. Four convenient locations for you. And the website's great. CSCFCU.com. You'll see there that they offer you everything a major bank does. I stay up to date with their app. I can uh, I can turn my debit card on or off with it. So if I lose it, I can do that. Find it again. Just turn it right back on. It's also helpful on the weekend sometimes. You know what? Like let's just shut that thing off there for about three days. There, rain it rain the spending in there. CSE Federal Credit Union is uh, your local banking alternative. Check them out. CSEFCU.com. Twitter wants to know if I've uh, if I've been doing well on my no eating of the pizza. Yeah, I, how is that going? I said I wasn't going to eat pizza until my birthday. Now here's the thing: I slipped up a little bit on Sunday, a little bit on Sunday. Okay. As uh, my buddy and I went to Erie Street Pub, and we were watching the Dallas Green Bay game, and he said to me, "He goes, you ever been here?" I said, "Yeah, I was in here in Pasadena one night, just having a few beers." He said, "Have you ever eaten here?" I said, "No, I've never eaten here." He said, "You gotta have the pizza." I said, I was like, dude, I'm kind of on like this no pizza thing. And like, I'm like bad with pizza. Like, I'm afraid I'm on a break. And he's like, I'm telling you, I was like, I'm ordering pizza. He's like, you have to try the pizza here. It's that good. So sure enough, the waitress brings the pizza out and I add a couple slices of it. I was like, damn, this is, it, it is. It's pretty damn good pizza there. But that's it then. Now I'm done now until there May. There it is. Now he's done. Until May. I'm done. That's the way it is. Now, are you, are you, are you, you're cutting pizza out, but like, are you still eating like cheeseburgers? No. Okay. No, I, I will tell you, I was bad this weekend for the NFL games. I, I mean, there was ice cream. There was, I mean, there was all kind of stuff. Yeah. Why not just eat pizza? I, 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 I there's a method to my madness. Okay. All right. I don't right. crave ice cream the way I do like pizza. Like I can have ice cream once and then like, I won't want it three days from now. Like, will would I eat it? If you put it yes, but like I won't sit there and like, I will sit there like and dream about pizza. Like I'm going to be like, Oh my God, I want it so bad. So I'm just, I just don't want you to be one of those people who are like, Oh, I'm going to quit smoking, but I'm going to start vaping. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, I'm going to put down pizza, but I'm going to pick up cheeseburgers. I'm probably more like that than I want to admit on this. Okay. In in the interest of full disclosure, keeping it real or or whatever the kids call it. I do want you to keep your eyes out for James S. Rose. Apparently, he's 70 years old out of Perry Township, and he has Alzheimer's, and he has been missing uh, since 4.30 yesterday afternoon. Um, he Again, he has Alzheimer's disease. I'm reading from CantonRep.com. He was reported missing shortly after 4.30 yesterday by his family. Uh, he was last seen during the morning hours, according to Perry Police Chief 
who said Rose is about five feet six uh, and weighs about 135 pounds, 70 years old. He was wearing a tan jacket with an American flag pin, khaki pants, blue and white Skechers shoes, and a collared shirt. You know. Grandpa. Yeah. And uh, the chief said in the news release, he drives a red 2003 Ford Ranger pickup. And I'm not trying to play around with this. I'm not. But I wasn't aware that with Alzheimer's, they let you drive. Um, I wasn't aware of that. Um, I mean, that's a little. Is he still a valid driver or is it just like he had this truck? You know what I mean? And Okay. All right. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess you're right. Though. And it's not like. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And, I'm just saying. I mean, that seems weird. To, I mean, the whole disease is based on confusion. The, 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 I mean, at a certain age, should people get reevaluated for their driver's license? Yes. I would, I would have to say 55. so. But I don't, necessar- I don't necessarily think that's the case right now. It's so not. It's, I know. You know. All right. Okay. I'm just. But there he is. I, I, you know, uh, I, I Hold on, let's make sure we get his name right. I mean, it's low. Uh, James S. Rose. James S. Rose, 70. Five, six, 70. About 135 pounds. Be on the lookout. He's out of Perry Township. Last so- scene. Sounds terrible, dude. What a scary place for a family to be. And honestly, if, if there's a million different ways to go in life. There's a million different ways your health falls apart and, 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 and you face things. But, dude, I do not want Alzheimer's. I do not want Alzheimer's. I once knew my dad was a minister and he used to, like, you know, um, he do therapy for people and, and the like, you know what I mean? And uh, he knew a family and he was like, uh, he, he was dealing with this young woman's parents because she was, I think she was 28 and diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Now you think about it affecting grandparents. You don't ever think about that disease getting people really, really young, but sometimes, and now it's rare, but sometimes that does happen. Well, and at that poor family, like watching that with a 28 year old, now it's never easy, but watching it with a 28 year old, it was, it was like, wow, this is sad. I think younger and younger diagnoses are happening just because we have a better understanding of like what it is and how we can, uh, you know, and how, early, early signs how, of it. How we can yeah. interject into it. This was 15 it. years ago or whatever it was. So I mean, that's, you know, it's just a, uh, it just seems like such a, such a terrible way to, uh, to do that, yeah, it's awful to, to, to ride out into the sunset. Yeah, it's not. It's not one of those things. I mean, not like you'd want anything, but no. that that is definitely on my but, list of please not uh, that. Please not that. Yeah, I have to ask you a question. Okay, um, and this is surrounding the Cavaliers. Okay, I like. And it. and I heard this all day yesterday, and I think there might be something to it, given the fact that I watched that game the other night against Golden State. What did I say on the air? I said you watched that game, and six minutes into it, it was over. Right, you could just tell it was over. Right now, apparently, I heard this yesterday on TV. That there were reports out that the Cavs, in fact, were thinking about resting LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love to get in Golden State's head and thought better of it because it was a nationally televised game on Martin Luther King Day and they didn't want the NBA to come down with a massive fine and LeBron doesn't want to draw that kind of negative attention. But the theory is now is that they, in fact, rested. They just rested while playing. Um, I don't know what minute totals were. I know production was down. It seemed like across the I board. Mean, you could play the whole game and still rest it, right? Yeah. In the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly put forth less effort while you're out there on the court. I, I don't, I can't, I can't, because I honestly only watched the highlights of that game and there weren't very many highlights that I was interested in. I, so I didn't, I'll say this. While watching it, I wasn't sitting there thinking, like, God, they're not even trying. Like, it just felt like Golden State's night. Like, it really did. It felt like Kevin Durant is on one tonight, and it just, and it looked that way early. And, but I never thought to myself, God, like, they're, they're tanking this. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that. 
I mean, does that? Ha- I mean, I would have to imagine it does happen in the NBA. You kind of skate. It's what eighty-two games. Not all of them matter, but wh- and you don't want to show these guys everything that they're going to have to see in June. But why aren't you just resting at that point? Because you know it's I mean? MLK Day and it's a nationally well, televised with, with, game. With this, sure, but I just feel like as a whole, I, number one, I don't think it really happens. I think when most pro athletes get out there onto the field or the court or whatever it is, um, there's going to be that competitive nature that just kind of comes out, and and we don't want to lose this game. And I'm out here, and it's going to be a loss for me. So I don't want to be a part of that. Um, I, you know, Kevin Love sat the second half, and I'm sure there was a little bit of like, "Well, dude, you know what? The game's already out of hand. You wanted to take this rest day anyway. Just stay back here. Just that's you were fine. on the court. NBA right. can't say anything to us about it. So I, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that they rolled over and took it. Um, but I think they knew that. Like, I see I, again. You're implying that they just kind of like. Th- the implication I heard yesterday is that this was a design plan by LeBron James to get even deeper into the head of Steph Curry and the rest of the Warriors. Now, we know LeBron. Vindictive, right? We know that. He internalizes. He doesn't show you his plan, but there's always something to it. There's always more. You know who LeBron James reminds me of? Nick Saban. That's who LeBron James reminds me of. There's always more to what Nick Saban is doing than what it seems like on the surface, and LeBron James is very similar like that to me. Now, I could see this out of LeBron, but like I said, when I watch it, it didn't jump off the screen like that to me. But guys who watch the NBA a little deeper than I do, who I follow on Twitter, were like, let me tell you what's happening here. Yeah, I feel like this is this really is a we are... We at, need to fill inches. We're a little bit of a lull in the in the NBA season right now where it's things aren't necessarily important yet, and we have to fill in and the only thing that we have to talk about right now is LeBron, Steph Curry, Cavs, Warriors. That's that's the overriding dialogue of the NBA for it's, the foreseeable future. It seems to me people, professional sports guys seem to think that that's the only storyline that the NBA has right now is the Golden State Warriors v. Cavs. You know, and I, I think there's plenty of other very talented teams out West. I mean, I, I think Houston could could pull the upset over Golden State. I think the Spurs, obviously, are a, uh, a really good ball team as well, but it just at the end of the day, the biggest story and the best story that the NBA could have is this third run of Cavs v. Warriors in the finals and having that rubber match. So it, it, it just, the story's kind of writing itself in the sense of well, we need to talk about this, and alright they just played, and you know what? We the Cavs didn't really get blown out. They kind of wanted to, and they're getting into their head and all this. But at the end of the day, I think the Cavs just lost the basketball game. Really? Yep. Golden State Warriors were a better team that night, that day. Which is, I mean, dude, that's the way the game goes, dude. You roll out the basketball, and hey, who's better today? Wow, I, I, I expected you to pick this up, honestly. I, I would have expected you to kind of want this to be the truth. Yeah, LeBron, he's, dude, he's, he's, he's I there. think it is the truth. I do. I think, like I said, dude, LeBron's Nick Saban. There's always something going on, like beyond what it looks like. I, I, I do believe that. I, I think there might be something here, and he knows, dude. If LeBron James doesn't play on Mar- on MLK Day, dude, Adam Silver's head's going to explode. <laughs> you can't, you can't not do that. Yeah, the NBA they do all day games on MLK Day, and I, you know it's a, I guess it's a nice tip of the hat, but there is that expectation of like, no, dude, you totally yeah, are. LeBron right, he's gonna play on MLK Day. Speaking of LeBron, oh no, speaking of LeBron, he's has not anybody Cena. has anybody done any more research? Has anybody found out LeBron James, John Cena, are they friends or not? Thir- or twenty million? I need your help. As if a WWE fan could spell research. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> 
Dude, Twitter's pissed at us about Why? the discrimination of old people. Why? So, so discrimination against LBGTWFYR is bad, but against old people is okay? Yes, because when old people are driving, it's unsafe for the rest of us. B- discriminating against somebody being gay and hiring them is something different. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you put my safety at play, yeah. then it's okay a little bit. Yeah, and, and it's not discrimination. It's just, hey, buddy, we're going to retest you every few years. If somebody came to me and said, dude, you're 40. The last time you got your driver's license, you were you were 16. You're now 40. We want to make sure you still either A, know some of this stuff, that, or B, that your eyes still work the way they did and all that. That would totally be in bounds, seeing as it is where if you drive your car wrong, it's not a car anymore. It's an effing weapon. It's a weapon. Like, so, of course, I'm all for people being tested for that kind of stuff because it brings everybody's safety into play. And don't even tweet at me and start talking to me about bathrooms and people's safety there. You know why? Because car accidents happen every day. And the ones you name me one time where somebody trans affected somebody in a bathroom. You can't do it. You can't do it. The stories aren't there. Car accidents happen all the time with old people behind the wheel. That's what makes it different. That's why you're allowed to discriminate against that and not the other way around. I don't know when you guys are going to learn. I can argue anything away. Anything. Especially when I'm on the right side of something. We have Green Day tickets. I'm going to hold those over just one more time. You'll get them next. And listen to this, Fantone. I guarantee you. I saw this yesterday, and I guarantee it. Come February, I'm going to have you watching CMT, the Country Music Channel. Okay. Fantone will be a, a, a weekly viewer of CMT. And I'll explain how that happens and give you Green Day tickets next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Green Day tickets. You'll have them just a few minutes from right now. Uh, The number you'll need is 1-800-243-7625. That's how we'll pass those out. Also, right around the corner is a trip to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Also, 9.45, I'll walk back a hot take from last week on the program. So, buddy, I saw something yesterday, and I didn't know about this until yesterday, but I'm pretty sure that you and I both will be steady viewers of CMT starting in February. Okay. I'm curious to know why. Country music television, a little kick the dust up action right there. Ball over one time now. Come on. You are going to be a viewer of CMT. Weekly, I even think. Okay. I'm surprised. I don't don't think I'm going to agree, but we'll see. As they're putting out a show called Sun Records. Which is a recreation from uh, the jam session on December 4th, 1956. As Carl Perkins' career, I'm reading here from IMDb, was flying high from his hit Blue Suede Shoes. New to the scene, Jerry Lee Lewis is brought in to work on a new song with Perkins. Then lo and behold, superstar Elvis Presley and country music legend Johnny Cash on by the studio for a visit. The songs they sang on that epic day became the concept for the Million Dollar Quartet. A fun, inventive retelling of their impromptu recording session will be Sun Records. So you get a little access into, you know, Colonel Tom Parker through that, little Elvis, and where that started, a little Jerry Lee. You're not interested in that? Kick the dust up. Why would I spend my time watching these fake-ass country dudes pretending like they know anything about the red dirt roads, the big old (laughs) full moon, and those 
pretty little pink toes on the uh, on the dashboard, dude. It's Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, Johnny dude, Cash. Dude, trust me, you don't know about Jerry Lee Lewis. He knows about thirteen-year-olds pink toes. He that knows. is true. He does that know is about true. that. Jerry Lee knows a thing or two. But dude, that's not real country, dude. That's not. If you're not if you're not getting in the back of your jacked-up pickup truck, that ain't real country. And I don't get down with it. Did they did they have the lift kits back then? I don't think you can blame people for not doing things that weren't invented. Yeah, I think you might have, dude. I, you know what? I think you could have got the thing lifted. I think you could have got the thing stuck. One time now, say it's right, put a dipper in. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're not interested in I that? Ain't put no dipper into that, man. Come on now. If it ain't Luke Bryan, it ain't for me. Shake like, it for me, Luke. Uh, see, I, I will be very interested in this. I, I actually went to like the site of Sun Records when I went down there, right. and I mean, it felt like one of those places you should kind of see, and and it is. You can feel the history from it like right away, and it's like dripping with uh, that whole thing. I, I wow, I thought you'd be a little bit more excited about this, given the fact that it's like like real historic, like legendary artist. I mean, dude, Johnny Cash is a legend. Well, yeah, of course. And at the end of the day, will I probably check this out? I mean, yes. I just hope it's good. I like these biography type shows, like when they do this kind of stuff. Like, give me, I, I like real, right? Give me the real story. And so if they can do some of that with this, I think it'll be great. Like, Walk the Line was a great movie. Like, I love that movie. The thing I'll say about Johnny Cash, though, and certainly no fault of his own, he's become a bit of... Oh, it's a little annoying. Yeah, it's a bit of a hipster icon thing where it's like, oh, dude, yeah, I like country, I like Johnny Cash. And I'm like, okay, you've, you you watch Walk the Line. Right. Okay. No, you like the Walk the Line soundtrack, is what you like. Which I got, I mean, that is Johnny Cash music, don't get me right. wrong, but like... Yeah, you're right. He's become like the face of that. No, this is real country. And if I grabbed those people, they could name more Luke Bryan songs than they could Johnny Cash songs. All of them. I, I already know. Well, I grew up quick and I grew up... can't believe we have this song in here. A Boy Named Sue. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe we had any Johnny Cash. Who's playing? Who is playing this song? Like, even 99.7, I don't think, touches Johnny Cash, do they? They don't touch classic country at all, dude. They try to stay away from classic country. I bet you they don't even play Garth Brooks. Not old stuff. Not 90s Garth Brooks. Oh, that's a mistake. Dude, there's a separation now. There's a separation of generations of country music, and I think if you're, I think that may, you're right about that, but I think Garth kind of transcends that. I think if you're a '99.7 or if you're somebody who's like, yeah, you know, I want to hear New Lady Antebell, listening to listening to Waylon Jennings, you know, uh, what I mean? again, I would give you Waylon, but I think I think Garth is different, and because what have I always said about Garth Brooks? He is so goddamn broke country, it's gross. Even though all of you try to tell me he isn't, I was there. I I was there when he was popular. I went to the show. I've seen him a million times. I own all the records. Dude, if I read you those lyrics, they sound just like Jason Aldean lyrics. They do. I don't do the thing. The only thing that's different is you got old and bitter. So I I would give you Waylon sounds a little crazy for 99.7, even though he's great. But I don't think Garth sounds as out of place. Yeah, friends in low places in bro country? That's not bro country? Yes, it is. The only difference is you got old and bitter, and so you don't like what's new because it makes you feel old and bitter. The thing I'll say is when you make a copy when you make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, you lose quality. And I think we've gotten to the point where, sure, you can point to Garth and you can point to Kenny Chesney and you can point to Toby Keith as as all those guys kind of made that transition. The forefathers of bro country because they are. And Tim McGraw, you can add all those yes. dudes. You can add all those dudes. The Mount Rushmore of bro country, I guess. But like, 
all those dudes transitioned it. You're right. And what came out on the other side is a copy of a copy of a copy. I will grant you that Florida Georgia Line's closer to Winger than they are Motley Crue. Yes. And then that kind of happens in all musical scenes. But my original point will always stand true. That music didn't change all that much. It's, it's not that different. This isn't that different from what you're hearing now. It's really not. It's really not. I can't wait to see Sun Records because I like all that stuff. I like history. But the problem is with a lot of these shows is that I'm a little in the know. And unless they're giving me something that I haven't heard before, I'm going to be like, I already know this. And so I worry that, that I'm going to lose interest in it pretty fast. But I think it's a great idea. And if you're CMT, it makes all the sense in the world. Kick the dust up. I can't believe that we don't see more of this. And you could apply it to really any genre that well, they, you wanted they to. They kind of failed, though, right? Like, vinyl on HBO was like, that failed miserably. Oh, yeah, it did. I mean, I nobody watched that. vinyl. Nobody. And then, like, roadies on Showtime was okay, but canceled after one year. Because you know why? People don't care enough. They don't care about behind the scenes with the music. They just want to hear the hits. They want the singer that they know. And they don't want to know the bass player's drama. What was that movie with uh, or that show with Dennis Leary, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll? I've never seen an episode of that. I don't think anybody did. I've never seen an episode of that, and I love Dennis Leary. Garth, man, dude knows knew what he was doing. Everybody's singing along. If you never knew that song and I played it today, you'd be like, that song sucks, man. Jason Aldean sucks. That's exactly what you would all be saying. So funny to me, dude. So funny. You just have decided. This is what we do in America. We just decide things and then just say that they're true. Kick the dust up. (laughs) In love. Dude, here's the thing. You know what we should try instead? What is that? Let's play some 90s rock music oh, instead. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, not a bad idea, We have 90s very... country. Let's ma- maybe some 90s rock there. A little sound garden. Maybe not be the worst idea in the world there. Speaking of some 90s rock, Green Day. Yeah. Playing Blossom August 21st. We got tickets. Let's hook you up now. Call her 30 one 800 765 will send you to see Green Day. And you guys know I'm a degenerate gambler. I love gambling. And I think I have numbers that are too good not to bet. I'll give you the line next on Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. For a few months now, I've been telling you about CSE Federal Credit Union. I love my banking alternative. They're 100% local. So, like, the board members all live here. So, any decision that's going to be made to my credit union is being made by guys and women who live in this community versus like somebody in New York going, yes, no, maybe so. No, it's all right here. And they're super convenient. There's four locations. I always talk about the coin counting machine because I need it a lot. Uh, you walk in there. If you're a member of the credit union, you pay nothing to use it. Non-members, you can use it too. It's just 5%, which is below what you're going to pay it like coins are and those kind of things. CSC's amazing. I'm going to be using them for my car loan here this year. I'm uh, probably going to have to be doing that here soon. And CSC offers really good rates on loans. You can check that info out at CSEFCU.com. Uh, I urge you to take a look at that bank. 
as I'm paying no fees for my ATM card anymore either. 35,000 machines, no ATM fees. It's awesome. I love CSE. Check them out, CSEFCU.com. Bradley writes in and says, I just tuned into the show for the first time in six months, was not disappointed, never thought I'd hear friends in low places, let alone a boy named Sue on your show. You guys are awesome. Well, Bradley, thank you very much for the compliment. I don't know where the hell you've been, but welcome back. Yeah, dude, six months. And I, I yeah, I feel like, I mean, dude, what were you doing? We're, I mean, Bradley, here's the only, here's the only thing. Coma is the only excuse I'll take. Coma. J- jail? No. No? You listen to radio in jail. All right. If you you guys, know, you guys used to call the old show from jail all the time. Like, I, I know you can listen in jail. Coma. That's the only one. That's the only one, Bradley. Outside of that, you're in timeout. Coma, yeah. I'm trying to come up with, like, I mean, even military service. You can listen on base. Um, well, sometimes they will block, like, website addresses and stuff like that because of uh, some political messages some radio stations okay. have. So sometimes okay. that can happen. Okay. I'm just All trying right, to come up with a reason for Brad not to listen for six months. Brad, where the hell you been? Did he change his job, maybe? And now he has to sleep at this time? He, he can't get up? He doesn't get up so early anymore? Working third or something? I don't know. Maybe the show sucked for five straight months. <laughs> Notice that we're, we're coming up with all these ideas of what it could be. Never once are we like, you know what? Maybe this one's on us. And I didn't know that all we had to do was play some Garth and Brad would come back on board. Dude, Brad, we would have played Garth a long time ago dude, for you, homie. Me? I would have been all on Man, that. dude, I'll play, I'll play Friends in Love Places every day, dude. Who cares? Damn right I would. Damn right I would. I'm actually trying to download from our company service right now. Since we're talking so much country music, I think what I'm going to try to do... Kick the dust up. I'm going to make my boss really mad with this. Okay. But I'm trying to download, because we don't have it, one of my favorite country songs that was essentially... A, not essentially, it was a cover. It was a, a huge, it was a huge song. Kick the and dust up. And if I can up. get it before the end of the program, I don't know if we're going to have it. If I can download it, there it is right there. There it is. We'll get it. If this comes down fast enough, you'll hear it next on Rock 106.9. Is, is it Kick the Dust Up? We'll do a little dealer's choice on Rock 106.9, see if I can find it. Kick the Dust Up. I do have this, though, and you guys know I'm a degenerate gambler. I love gambling. Yeah, you do. I bet the NFL all the time. I uh, I did bet the Green Bay Dallas game, won some money on that. The thing I'll say about that is is betting on sports just makes so much more sense to me than table games or video games or anything like that. Sports make sense. I can never sign off on like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go play the slots for three hours. I, you know, a lot of people always say, you know, you're a fool for betting sports. It's all fixed and this and that. And I have said many, many times, I don't think I don't think leagues are fixed. I think men are fixed. And, and I think that that does happen. But for some reason, it just still makes the game more interesting. And again, as I was in Erie street on sunday watching the green bay dallas game it would have been a great game no matter what but the right. fact that i had a couple hundred dollars on the line and it had something to gain there like i was on the edge of my seat in that bar watching that game and so i will bet if offered a decent enough line and there is an irish betting site that i'm going to try to find out how i can bet with them online but they're offering number patty power is the name of the website <laughs> okay a little patty power actually I'm going to assume that they're going to be betting on shillelaghs and things like that. Is or they, what, yeah, Dropkick Murphy songs is what they're doing. Is that what it is? Are they shipping out to Boston? How many times do they say Boston? Boston, and then- they're shipping out to Boston. No. Uh, from Dublin to Boston. Uh. No, Paddy Power, Irish betting website, okay. has put four to one odds on Trump getting impeached within the first six months of his presidency. Ugh. Four to one return. Here's the thing. Let me I'm, think about it, dude. The guys. Here's the thing. Because you don't have to bet a ton of money, right? Right. right. You don't have to bet a ton, right? It's four to one. 
So a low bet here gets you a halfway decent return. And given what we've seen the guy tweet, do, say, be involved in, I mean, could you make the argument that it's that, that it could happen? I mean, I, I I don't think it's outside the bounds of like possibility that Trump gets himself impeached within the first six months. I don't think it's outside the bounds of reality. The first six months is what makes me pause. I don't know if there's going to be enough momentum of of, of okay. So all right, how, how about I give you the odds on the first term and see if you want to bet that? Uh, four years, yes, I would take it. A year, I would probably take it. I would just say six months is the pause point for me. Is well, will that happen within the first six months? Oh. Seven to four odds of him completing four years in the White House. That's yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's not an easy thing to get a president impeached and for it to, you know, I mean, everyone always talks about Bill Clinton, but Bill Clinton wasn't truly impeached. I mean, he was impeached in the House, but the Senate stopped it. So you can't necessarily think that like he was reprimanded, not right. not impeached. So you can't necessarily be like, yeah, dude, yeah, Trump will F something up and, and people are just going to have too much. And they're going, I think hey, even though I don't dude, dude, I don't know. Bill Clinton was still even by people who found his discretions to be disgusting, they still liked him more than the way Trump is like now, I think. Think. Oh, the uh, the the approval ratings are the lowest of any president walking into the office yeah. in a history of approval. Now, ratings. I think part of that would be I think I do is that we are able to get more people's opinion than ever before. I'm willing to bet we have seen a president. I don't know. I can't uh, remember all of them off the top of my head. I'm willing to bet we have seen a guy who was less popular or, you know, along the lines. We just weren't able to get everybody's opinion as easily as we are now. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But that feels like one of those things where the numbers may even out. If, if we knew everybody's opinion oh, more. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you can only put it through the modern president's, you know, filter there. Sure, you can't yeah. necessarily be like, well, if, if, if President, you know, Buchanan, if we would have been doing polling back then, because who knows. Um, with that, though, and, and what I'll say, and I think there's validity to this, and I've seen comments on Facebook articles where it's like, yeah, these are the same polls that said Hillary Clinton was going to win, so you can shut the hell up with those. So, yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think Trump's very popular, but uh, you can kind of take your polls and shove well, them a little anytime bit. anytime you do a study, the math can be presented a million oh, yeah. and one different oh, ways. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of knows that. So, Patty Power offer, also offering you this right now. Odds of his golden shower video leaking on the red tube is at five to Ugh. one. Now you take red tube out of it, but ultimately leaking. Yeah, I would take five to one odds on that. Emphasis on the leaking. I'd have to bet. I'd have to bet a fifty spot on that. Yeah, I'd have to bet a fifty on that. And I mean. Do these golden showers videos come out? I don't know if I can say these golden shower videos, but something is coming, dude. I, I can I can one hundred percent on the you've been on the N word tapes for about a year now. Ever since those Billy Bush tapes came out, dude. If you're the kind of dude who talks like that, and you're the kind of dude who talks like that, knowing that you have a hot mic on you, he knew he had a hot mic on him. He didn't think that this was like, oh, this wasn't like somebody spied on him. This was him with a microphone attached to his body. If you're the kind of guy that talks like that, you're the kind of guy that talks like that and i can guarantee you there's there's tapes out there of of far worse and dude the thing is with him and like the thing i don't is, know what we'd be waiting well i guess two days from now is what they'd be waiting on you, you can say you can say like oh well it was just locker room talk and that was a one-time thing and and you know deep down in your heart no it wasn't you know that it wasn't if you're the kind of guy who talks like that you're the kind of dude who talks like you that. don't skip over regular things and go all the way to grab them by the pee i mean that's not the that's not the first time you've said anything like that out loud it is when you go straight to grab him by the pee i would agree with that how bad does it suck to be billy bush right now billy bush fired by uh what was it nbc they were like no yeah you're not working you're, for us you anymore. can't be on tv but this guy can be this president. guy's a goddamn president again, dude again 
You know who did that? You, American people. You did that. Because you like to get all up in your hill and pretend you really care about these things that these people are doing, and you don't. You don't care if Billy Bush was there and said this, but NBC's got to fire him because you're not going to buy Tide at Target unless they do. It makes no sense. You're absolutely right, but that makes absolutely no sense. You can't be on TV, but you can you can create policy that's going to affect the country for the next 50 years? Sucks to be Billy Bush, right? Way to go, America. Way to go. God, you people are the worst. God, I'm mad about that now. I know it sounds like it, but I'm mad about that. Got Stansberry fired up. Yeah, right you here. did. Fired up right here. The odds of Trump splitting with wife Melania Trump, according to Patty Power, uh, online Irish betting website. The odds of splitting with the wife Melania, 15 to 1. I would take that too. I would take that too. I think there are certain situations that are very straining on relationships. I would have to imagine being president is one of them. And there was a time in my life where the idea of a president and a first lady getting a divorce during a presidential term would have been ludicrous to even mention it out loud. But everything's off the table now. It's his, it's his third wife, and he acknowledged cheating on his first two. So it's not like... He oh, cheated on the second one with Melania, right? Yeah, so it's not like... It's not like... Oh, well, this guy, the, the sanctity of marriage is so important. I mean, come on. Which, by the way, come America, on. if they're cheating on their partner with you, don't yeah. marry that person. You've seen who they are. They start shopping before the groceries have run out. You can't start a relationship on a lie, on a fraud. Unless he's a billionaire that's about to be president, because then I think it's like, ah, yeah, you can, whatever. I don't care. You're a billionaire that's going to be president. I mean, Cheat on I- me. I don't care. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why I would bet on the split. I think we might find out that a lot of the things people like to sling around Melania's neck might end up being true, which is, you know what? I've gotten everything I need to get out of this. I'm out. I could see it. The 15 to 1, that's a big enough line where I would be like, you know what? Give yeah, me 100 on that. Yeah, it is. Give me 100 on that. Good, good, good return there. Solid return there. Two days. Two days. Trump Nation becomes a reality. Yeah, that's right. He gets a uh, uh, the inauguration happens on the twentieth. The twentieth yeah. is a huge, huge, huge day in my life as well. We'll get into that when the twentieth hits. Interesting, President Sainsbury. We're talking about huge milestone for me on the twentieth. We'll like get it. into that. Like Seven a.m. on the twentieth, which is God Friday. Yeah, I, and I hate to be this guy, but how fast is January going? Middle of January. I can't believe the time doesn't slow down at all. No, how fast dude, is January 18th, going? Man, I mean, how fast is that going? Odds on whether or not Donald Trump will paint the entire White House gold are at five hundred to one. Mm-hmm. I would not bet that. That's a sucker no. bet. For what it's worth, I just give you this: Paddy Power, the Irish online betting site, lost a huge chunk of money last year after it prematurely paid out money to bettors who picked Hillary Clinton to win the presidency. In total, Trump's upset victory cost the website $4.5 million. They said it was their biggest political payout ever. I got to tell you, 4-1 to one odds he's impeached in six months, I like it. Give me 15-1 to one odds on the fact that he's going to split with his wife during the, the run. I love that bet. Love that bet. I'll take that bet all day. Patty Power, getting some of the Stansbury cash. Patty Power. See, that's why I need CSC Federal Credit Union because these are the kind of financial decisions I make. That's why I need the credit. That's why I need the credit help that I get at CSE. Ding. That's why I need them. All right, Ohio. We have an obsession with something that I don't get. I can't figure out why this is a big deal. 
I, I don't know what's happening here. Maybe Fantone can help me wade through it. We'll figure it out as a class next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can podcast yesterday's program. Yesterday, we did. We had so much fun yesterday, and the, like the show went by like so fast. And when I was cutting up Best Up for this morning, actually, for 5 o'clock, those of you that don't know, we run Best Up 5 to 6 in the morning before the show starts. I was able to pull multiple things from yesterday's program. We had a lot of a lot of fun yesterday. If you missed it, check it out, WRQK.com. And again, Fishhead has your next opportunity to score a trip out to Los Angeles, 11 a.m. Fishhead will send you to L.A. for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. It's nice of Fishhead to get that done. You know what I'm saying? He's a good dude. Get those bubbles going. Get those trip going. I like it. I do like it. A little aquarium noises there. A little bit. A little bit. Little fish head there. Also coming up a little later in the program, we'll end the program by uh, me walking back a hot take from last week's show. Okay. And uh, we were talking about CMT, how they're doing like this new Sun Record show in February. I'm pretty excited about that. We ended up playing a little Johnny Cash, little uh, little Garth Brooks on the program, and I said the dust up. I said I was going to try to get you one of my favorite country artists song type cover type things i have downloaded it i have it you'll get both my my walking back of the hot take and the country song next on rock 1069 that's uh that's nice of you to do stansbury it's nice of you to uh give everybody a little bit of a heads up on it too because i'm sure a lot of guys are gonna have to stop by the gas station get a can of skull get that dipper in one time now get it in stansbury get the thanks done kick the dust up. get that beer odds down on the way colt ford tells you big old dipper one time now can I ask this question as you're a zoo person? Of course you can. What the hell is the the, the public and the media's obsession with gorillas? What is know. what is the obsession with the gorillas? I I'm not, I don't mean to laugh about this, but apparently the Columbus Zoo, which is a very good zoo, the Columbus Zoo is, uh, it's fantastic. Not just very good. I mean, that's Jack Hanna's base camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that really is a, a testament to how good that zoo is. And I dude, I will say Cleveland Zoo, awesome. Akron Zoo, fantastic. Columbus Zoo is something different, though. It's special. There's there, it's a, it's a step up. Might as well call it Dagobah, because that's where Yoda lives. <laughs> like that's a, you know what I mean. You're right. That is that's his home camp. All right. So Colo, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Okay. Is was apparently the world's oldest gorilla. Okay. And the Columbus Zoo lost Colo at 60 years of age. She was the oldest gorilla on record and exceeded her normal life expectancy by more than two decades. Dear God. Well, yeah, you're living in a zoo and you're getting good health care. It's not like the it's not like the jungles of uh you know of Africa have a very good health care plan. They they uh they take care of you at the Columbus Zoo. So the average life of a gorilla then is forty. Even even in like I would assume dude, in the in in in, cap- in captivity it's probably forty. I would assume out in the wild, dude. If you make it thirty years as a gorilla, it's probably good. Uh, the president and CEO said Colo touched the hearts and generations of people who came to see her and those that cared for her over her long lifetime. She was an ambassador for gorillas and inspired people to learn more about the critically endangered species and motivated them to protect gorillas and their native habitat. Now, from what I understand, Colo was actually born in the zoo. Yeah. Let me see here. History was made when Colo was born at the Columbus Zoo on December 22nd, 1956. She was the first zoo-born gorilla in an era where uh, little was known about conserving the western island uh, you know, gorilla there. 
I uh, it's this goes back to Harambe, mm-hmm. like the, that whole thing. Like mm-hmm. America was just captivated by Harambe, and Harambe became like a hashtag that I still don't understand. Well, with that came a lot of internet. You know what I'm saying? And when I say internet, I just mean like I don't want to say the worst of it, but like the the the, the, the memes and the hashtags and the jokes and the nonstop Harambe, Harambe, Harambe. It, it, I didn't understand why he became that thing. I, I, it, I didn't get. It. I think it was just. I think it was just a perfect storm of like. It's a serious story, but at the same time, you can make a joke about it, and it, I think it just embodied a Are lot we, of... Were we making fun of the people who were taking it too seriously? I, a little bit, and I think it just embodied a lot of 2016. I really I really think it was just like a perfect... The uh, fake outrage story? Yeah, I think it was just a perfect you know combination of all those things. Yeah, it's hard to argue um, that one. Certain animals have a special place in people's hearts. Tigers... Uh, the cuter you are. Tigers, pandas, and, and, and gorillas, I don't know why those, and elephants too, I don't know why all those are like the symbols of the wild, but for people, they just are. And I, I like tigers. I, They're cool. When, you know, you've, you've got the zoo story, you know, the Ringling Barney Brother, Ringling. Just for the record, bulldogs are fine too. <laughs> right? Just bulldogs Careful are fine there. too. Yeah, you better Bull, get that in. Bulldogs are fine too. And, and, and with all the news about the, uh, the circus in this recent week and how they're shutting everything down and SeaWorld, how that, uh, that killer whale died, you know, that, the one that was the star of Blackfish. Oh, yeah, Blackfish. Where, uh, where people's eyes were opened. The star of Blackfish. I don't know if I can say that. It's but, like, oh my know. God, do you mean to tell me they don't treat these things fairly? It's like, what do you think was happening? Right. Like, would you, you, yeah. like, dude, if Blackfish was eye-opening for you, then I don't know how you don't fall down more often. I guess I guess maybe the... Um, the <laughs> I'm de- serious about that. The depths of it. And I think a lot of people like, eh, well... It's not top of mind. You don't right. think about it. Okay. I, uh, I, 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 I understand that animals are second tier to humans at least in my opinion a human life is always going to be more valuable it's always going to be if one of them's hanging off if they're both hanging right. off a ledge i'm saving I'm you human before ten the, times out of ten right. but it it, it 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 really is a goes to show how special you know zoos and uh aquariums and even circuses and things like that without these things people don't care about gorillas at all you know what i'm saying maybe you've read about it in a book maybe you've seen it but without being able to see it up close and personal i just feel like that's the justification of all these zoos and all these different you know avenues for us to look at wildlife okay i've been conflicted on the zoo i'll be honest with you um, I think it's different than the circus. I, I obviously and the, the circus shut down, and I know the animal groups were like taking a victory lap. Guys, you didn't. You're not the ones that did that. You know what did that? The zoo being antiquated yeah. is what did that. Yeah, smartphones. you did that. Smartphones, it's, it's, did, smartphones that, yeah. did that. It, it wasn't like the animal rights groups that did that. It's the fact that w- it, the zoo's not enough entertainment for today's younger generation. Just not. Like when the zoo came to town when I was a kid, couldn't wait to go. It was 1980. There's nothing else to do. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Couldn't wait to get to the zoo. Nowadays. Circus. Oh, sorry. sorry. Circus. Yeah, right. same thing. For me, they're the, kind of the same thing. Um, but a, uh, but now I'm just, I don't think young kids are going to be that enthralled by it. And I think that had more to do with it than like PETA. But it just seemed like the animal groups were taking a victory lap. I just don't understand the obsession with gorillas. I like them. I think they're cool. Uh, they were, the, you know, they were decent view in the mist and all that. That was, you know, that was interesting. I, uh, but I just don't understand how some things like catch fire and some things don't. It's very interesting to me where that line is and how that works. So I made a hot take about a week ago. Sizzling. And uh, the video game people came after me. Nerds! And I have data to back them up, and oh. I'm and, and me being wrong, I'm going to have to walk this back a little bit. And like I said, I have a, uh, I have a song that I... Shh, nobody tell the boss, man. I swapped one out as we were talking a lot of country music, 
And uh, I'm going to play you a cover next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Eric, that's the man in black, Johnny Cash, covering Nine Inch Nails, Hurt There. That's uh, one of uh, an artist I love covering another artist that I love. And uh, I like covers. I know a lot of people, you know, some people like them, some people don't. I'm, I'm a cover person. And I thought Johnny did a great job with that song. And if you're Trent Reznor, you have to love how that turned out. And to hear, like, one of the most legendary people ever covering one of your songs. Had to be a cool moment for Trent, I would imagine. You'd think so. You'd think so. I would think, yeah. I would think. And I've always loved that song. We were talking a little CMT earlier. For those of you that don't know, there's a show coming out, Sun Records, and I was telling Fantone I think he's going to end up uh, being sucked into it. He says no. I think I'm going to, I think personally I'm going to love it, but. Kick the dust up. Until they kick the dust up. If they kick the dust up, if they put a dipper in and they get the thing stuck oh, one dude, time. A mat, I'm, I'm, but think about what you just said. If right. CMT came out yesterday and said, hey, we're going to do this show. It's all about new Nashville and Aldine and Jake Owen all right. and all these all right. dudes. It, it, Twitter would be in an uproar. Oh my God, you're going to do it about Johnny Cash and they'd be all pretentious and annoying about well, it. That's what I'm saying is until they kick the dust up one time, get the thing sucked, put a dipper in. Back it on up. I'm Keep not watching. Dust up. I'm not. I don't care about. I don't care about classic country. I'm Johnny Cash. I want to love like Johnny in June. All right. Really? You, name, a, name, a, name a Johnny Cash song. You want a husband that's all pilled out and sleeps with everybody else on the road instead of you? That that that's the love you want. I, I mean, like, the song "Walk the Line" was all about the fact that he was going to try to not stick his penis in everything that moved. That's what that song is. That's what that song's about. I just want to love like Johnny and June. No, you don't. Really? You want an all pillowed out guy who's going to beat you when you get home? That's what you want? I just you know, I just I just like the old country. I just like classic country. All right, name a George Jones song. Those what? guys were terrible. I mean, dude, they they were great songs, but they were terrible human beings. They were awful. It's not like these rappers nowadays. These rappers, that's the problem. They're those, the ones doing drugs. Dude, those are upstanding citizens. Okay, all right. Those are upstanding citizens. Wait, you're going to tell me are. the talented people who work in the creative field and make a ton of money aren't good people? I never would have thought about that, dude. You know, now that you say it. Both hands up in the air like a roller coaster right now. Well, luckily, we don't make a lot of money, so we're <laughs> Yeah, decent. that's we're fair right. point. Fair point. I guess, okay. I, I, guess I, don't, I guess I don't reach the bar on we that We don't one. have the resources to be total a-holes. Dude, can I tell you that it terrifies me every time we play a good song and people celebrate it that terrifies me i understand good enjoy it thank thank god but dude they celebrate it like it never happens and that's terrifying yeah. we're a radio station we're supposed yeah. to play stuff that people want. supposed to be in the good song business yeah you would think that every time i see it i'm happy because it tells me okay i'm making the right decision i know that i am but it's terrifying overall now i have to walk back something i said on the program last week okay and uh, I've been a little anti-hot take lately because I feel like it's all over TV, it's all over radio, and it's wildly annoying now. All these people that are like, you, you lost the game? You're a bum! You were never good! Like, I hate it all now, right? I, I just find everybody that does the, what we do for a living, I find them all to be just nauseating and annoying, and we're the only good ones yeah, that do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Turn that's, the radio off, jeez. That's how it goes. I just, I, honestly, most of these dudes who do this now, I just hate them all, right? And so I said last week, I said, I have a hot take here. Mm-hmm. And I even said, I said, the video game people are going to come after me in droves. And they did. But I said last week that Star Wars Battlefront was the best first-person shooter FPS on the market today. And I maintain that it is the best FPS on the market today. But then I went to my mailbox yesterday. Okay. And because I'm a grown-up, I get Game Informer magazine sent to me. Well, I mean, did you buy anything at GameStop and they sign you up for it automatically? 
Okay. I don't pay for it. It's not something I pay for. Okay. Stansberry reads from his Nintendo Power. I love Nintendo Power. That's pretty sweet. Dude, the hotline was the best. It was so great. Good use of money, too. I'm sure your dad was happy about that one. No, I have to call and get the codes, Dad. Well, it was my brother on phone sex lines or me on (laughs) Nintendo Power. So, like, you know, flip the coin there. But I have here the newest issue of Game Informer. Okay. And what I also have right now is an audience with no women in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we'll change the channel. (laughs) Oh, my God. My 1017, here we come. Here we go. But I have here the newest issue of Game Informer. And this issue is the top 50 video games of 2016. Okay. Nary a mention of Star Wars Battlefront in it. They're not in it at all. Didn't make the top 50? Not an honorable mention. Not in the top 50 games last year. Now, this is all games, not just FPSs. It's all games. Okay. So they're going to have to streamline a little bit. But it didn't even like make like the fringe conversations in here. I read this thing three times yesterday to see. Nowhere in here is it in here. I was telling people, this is the best FPS on the market. It's the best one you can get. Buy this for your kids. Again, there's no in-game communicator, so you're not going to hear anybody call you the F word or talk about how they're going to bang your mom while you're playing, or there's not going to be racism coming out of your speakers because online video gaming is annoying with all that stuff. I hate the fact that they let players talk back and forth. All it is is amateur rappers and little racists. That's all it is. It's terrible. About to drop my mixtape on it. Oh, dude, it's awful. It is awful. I've been working on a mixtape, too, so... Is that... No. It's not true. No. <laughs> you know what I've been doing. Sitting around watching John Cena, man. I was going to say, doing. deep diving whether or not LeBron James and John Cena are friends. Apparently, we, did we spent half the show on that today. Still haven't figured it out. Still, nobody said anything. But, I mean, they're not even mentioned in here, dude. Well, I guess the thing I'm going to say about that is, is we're talking about something that is completely and 100% based on your standards of what fun is and what entertaining is. And, like, I think it's okay if you put it as the number one game of, of the year and it doesn't make their list. Screw their list, Stansberry. I like the Stansberry list, not the, not the Nintendo Power list. Screw the Nintendo Power list. Star Wars, number one. Best video game ever. I'll come out and say it. I'll put the, I'll put the sizzle on that statement. Now, take. now, I guess I should give you what Game Informer called the best FPS of the year. Sure, yeah. Game of it? the year, best competitive multiplayer, best shooter. Overwatch. Now, I have seen videos on YouTube of Overwatch, and it looked a little too cartoonish for me. I was like, eh, I don't know. And I keep saying this. A friend of mine bought me a copy, and she keeps telling me she's going to come over and drop it off at my house, although she keeps forgetting to do right. that. But she says, she has so said to me, she goes, you're going to sell every other first-person shooter you have the moment I drop that off at your house. So we'll see. I don't know, but I mean, they weren't even listed. Star Wars Battlefront, not even in the top 50 games of the year. I'm out here telling everybody it's the best. When you're wrong, you're wrong. Screw that list. No, you're not wrong. Stand by your statement. This doesn't prove anything. This proves crap, dude. We're talking about Nintendo Power Magazine. The thing hasn't been relevant since 1994. <laughs> Screw that list, bro. I stand by Stansberry. Hot I'm, takes. It's sizzling. Well, baby. here's what I'll tell you. I own Battlefield 1. Yeah. Sucks. I, no. Oh. Great game. Okay. I own Battlefield 1. I own Titanfall 2. I, I already sold the new Call of Duty because that did suck. The new Call of Duty was awful. I mean, that game was just flat, hot, burning trash. That game was so bad. But I play Star Wars Battlefront more than all of those other games combined. It's not even close. 
Well, you play with yourself more than anyone, and that's not on the list. So, I mean, why do we think Star Wars? Dude, if you don't think my penis would make top 50, (laughs) you're insane. The Stansbury D makes top 50. That makes top 50. I'm telling you right now. The hottest of takes. Every girl I've ever slept with has told me I've been in the top 50 of dudes they banged. And now I'm going to go wash my balls with Clorox. You probably should. (laughs) All right. Aside from that, we're done for the day. We had so much fun with you guys. Thanks for listening, especially Brad, who checked us back out for the first time in six months. I don't know what that dude's been doing. Come back tomorrow, Brad. We'll do it again. (laughs) Brad, I'm telling you, coma is (laughs) the only acceptable answer on that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be live again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great afternoon. 